Blog Talk Radio. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Sound the alarm of my holy mountain. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Sound the
where whites call of the Father to rule for a season. That's ending shortly. One more time. Where whites call of the Father to rule for a season. That's ending shortly. Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about that tonight. But before I get into that, let me just say this. Um, I always kind of jump in here. Y'all know how I do. It's at the beginning of the show I'm doing all these things, and then I kind of slow down. But, folks, listen. Tonight, tonight, tonight has been on my heart for a long time. If if you've been listening to the previous shows, you know Brother Seth has been kind of hinting at certain things. He's been saying a little bit of this, a little bit of that, um, uh, with regards to whites being uh, not um, our the reason we're in America, but rather our rebellious foreparents are the reason we're in America. And therefore, I don't, I only fault so-called white, the white power structure where they take it too far, our oppression, just like the Most High. That's, that's what he was, that's what he's saying. He's in the scriptures uh, that, um, and hopefully we'll be able to get into those scriptures tonight. And I think I'll put a little song in the back again, because I really like that song. We're going to talk about that song here in a second. But folks, listen, I've been hitting at this show for a long time, and so I finally said, why don't I just go ahead and talk about it? And I know a lot of you are going to misunderstand and think it's hate, especially a lot of our white brothers and sisters, and as well as really a lot of people. I never can say any more whites because we feel just like they feel because we all have the same English teacher. We all live in the same racist society. We all face the same biased news. So we really are the same mindset. It's just we look a little different. That's all it is. And some of us, because we're so much around us, we know a little better. But anyway, we truly are think a lot alike. So tonight I'm going to finally do what's been on my heart for a long, long time. But before I get into that even, I want to talk about the song we just listened to. Did y'all hear that song? It said, Blow the Trumpet in Zion. It was a very festive song. You could hear them really just getting cranked up with it. And uh, uh, I'm going to play it in the background here. But folks, listen, this when the, when the scriptures talks about blowing a trumpet in Zion, you're warning. In most cases, that trumpet is going to be a warning the people of something that is to happen. They have these watchmen on the walls, and um, when they see the enemy, they blow the trumpet. So when you hear when you hear that trumpet, as an Israelite back in the back in the day, when I four parents were living in Jerusalem or Jerusalem and, and Israel uh, and you would hear that, that that trumpet, that shofar I'm telling you, it was not what this song is painting it to be it was not a time to dance around in the churches as even I have done in ignorance over the years we party on this song right here folks We thought this was Christian believers, and we just felt like that was a time to just shout like you don't have no sense. We thought it was just a time to really let go. But folks, this is not good news. This is talking about a people that is coming upon Israel, that they are going to beat them down, take their land, take their women. I mean, they're not just going to beat up just Israel, but they're going to beat up all the nations around them. They're going to they're gonna 
us. They're going to take over that land. And that is what has happened to that area. And this is why you see after the people from the north have come by the millions. This is why that that area don't even look the same color that it once was. Not that color matters, but it does tell us a little bit about history. But, folks, it was not a pretty picture. It was not something you want to be glad about. Well, I mean, if you want to look at the fact that they're about to get beat down, they may, they may turn to the father. But, I mean, is that what Israel needed, a beat down? I mean, you know, did they turn to the father? You know, oftentimes they do. Oftentimes we do. But uh, it wasn't a good time. So we, it, we, along with millions of others, even to this very day, still dancing over this song. But this is a very, very gloomy time. Those watching up on the wall and uh, the Isaiah, the prophet, you know, uh, spoke up. Excuse me. Um, this is Joel, the book of, in the book of Joel. Uh, he, he began to uh, talk about what is going to happen. And then when those watching was up on the wall and they actually saw it happen, it, it really was no uh, good news at all. So whether or not the prophet was telling them what is going to happen to you, Israel, uh, you know, or what actually did transpire was not a good thing. So we need to quit dancing around at the demise of Israelites in ancient times by this song that somebody penned that was not accurate, okay? So we're going to be talking about that tonight. So many of us, it's just, we're trying, though. We're trying. The Father knows our heart. And for that reason, he had mercy on us. But I promise you, folks, you'll get to uh, hear it even clearer. That song is not what you want to be. You don't want to be blowing a trumpet in Zion. You don't want to be up on having your mighty men shout to the top of their voice and blowing horns and all this. Because he said, wake up the mighty men. And we'll get into it more in, in the future in, in a little bit. So bear with me. Just had to just talk about that intro song. But listen, folks, if you've been tuned in to any length of time, you know what I do this time of the show. I always remind everybody to follow us. Follow us. Please, please follow us on Blog Talk Radio. All the show is going to ask you, all the, excuse me, the page is going to ask you. Um, if you got a link that was sent to you via text or email, you're looking at the page right now. It's, it, that's how you're hearing us if you're listening over the Internet. But just simply click on where it says follow, and you'll get a reminder every time we do shows because I may start doing additional shows in the week, and I, and I may decide just to do a show out of the no telling on a Monday or something. And uh, and, and now you want to be uh, up on what Five Strong is doing. So, and not to mention that it really helps us with the numbers and, and, and getting respect really from Blog Talk Radio. They're not stupid. They don't want to, excuse me, they don't want to. Um, uh, in any way, lose those people that have a, a nice following. You know, it's all about the dollar building. them. So, again, folks, follow us. It's really easy to do. You can log in through it. It'll actually log into your Facebook or your Twitter or either your Google Calendar. Also, if you missed last week's show, you truly, 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 truly missed, truly missed a blessing. I come to tell y'all, missed a, good, a blessing last week. And, um... Just talking to, uh, uh, I can't think of the radio station, but uh, it was just such a blessing to talk to the apostle and Chad. I mean, excuse me, not Chad, uh, but um, Chef. I don't know why I want to call him Chef, but it really was a blessing speaking with both of them on last week and, and, and really being on the radio station as well. So, um, just want to shout out to them, and uh, hopefully they're listening tonight. Uh, we thought we was going to be on the show yesterday, but I didn't get that call, so I don't know. They may have decided to do something else, but look, 
know that in the future we will be doing something with uh, Sacramento 96.5, and uh, we'll be um, just doing something together. I just I just like those people spirits. So uh, again, pa- Apostle Roxanne and uh, 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 Chef will uh, be doing something in the future with them. So listen, folks. Let me go ahead and bring on our co-host, because since I'm kind of going slow motion here, so I like to always have her on as soon as I possibly, possibly can to make sure I've covered every single thing. But uh, remember, you can press 1 anytime and uh, come on and comment and let us know what you think of whatever. Just You can do that, folks. You can do that. We are definitely welcoming uh, questions tonight uh, on anything we talk about, okay? So uh, that's what's going on right now, and I'm going to go ahead and go all the way to Eric Code, put a little music on, <laughs> my sister. Okay, here we go. So Deliana been riding with us for a good while now, and uh, really appreciate all the sister does. Tonight she's gonna hopefully run run with this again because Brother Seth is not doing that well. Just get a chance to get a whole lot of rest. So Cecilia, um, hopefully is ready to uh, run at least the first leg because I'm um, so unorganized right now. But my heart is there. So again, folks, before I bring her on uh, tonight, it's it's love based. It's a show truly in love and respect for all people. If I didn't say it earlier, please know that I have no nothing in my heart but love for humanity. We're going to say some strong stuff tonight. Think about it. Consider it. Pray about it before you attack us. Just know, truly, truly, it's all about uniting humanity. Just like the Father wanted he wanted Israel to obey where he could use them. And if they, if they were obedient, the nations could see this God through them and through their blessing. And so that's all I'm trying to do tonight. I'm to don't come as some know-it-all or got it all together or super spiritual, any of that. I'm just a servant. Just trying to serve the community in this way. And something, uh, some things that I know for sure, along with my sister. So let's go uh, all the way to Mercy, California, and grab Sister Eliana Badia, Eric Code. 209-233, Sister Eliana Badia, are you there? Oh, yes, I'm here tonight. Well, how are you doing, my sister? Well, kind of like yourself, I'm exhausted. I've had a busy week, and... Uh, Extremely busy day today, and so um, very, you know, spent a lot of energy because, uh, wow. you know, it's the time of the elections, and so I, I do a lot of volunteer work, and I also work with uh, some organizations that trying to get the word out, trying to get the vote up, so that's what I've been giving my uh, time to during the, the daytime hours. And uh, talking to people and just making sure that people are ready to get out there and stand for what they believe in and put that vote on paper. Yes, 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 yes. It's a part of the process. Our forefathers worked too hard for us not to do it. Um, whether or not it's real and they count it and, and, and are we really voting in politicians, that's a whole other show. But I do think we should do it, if nothing else, out of respect for our elders that work so hard for us to get that. And I do think some elections, they do count their vote, and it does matter. But, Sister Elian, I know you and I both know uh, on a larger scale, there's another hidden hand behind everything. But, Sister, anyway, 
let me do this. I want to read the show's description uh, because I want everybody to be on one accord tonight. We, it's very important to understand what the show is and what the show is not. But I want to bring you on as soon as possible. I didn't want you waiting a, a second long or so. Let me just read this really quick. Before you read All right, you that, okay with that? Yeah, but I was going to say, before you read that, can I just bring that? Uh, you mentioned the, co- the host from the Sacramento radio program. And I just wanted to just uh, say their names. It was Apostle Roxanne and Chef Ernesto. Oh, oh, I did. I got it out. Apostle. I mean, I, I got her name out. I didn't say his name, uh, but right. thank you for. I just for, wanted to say, yeah, Chef Ernesto, because he is a he is a legitimate bona fide chef of, for many, many, many years, over thirty years, and. Uh, so I want, and you, I noticed that you didn't mention his name, so I wanted to just. Oh, okay. Him. Okay. Here. You're right. Thank you. Thank you. You're absolutely right. I didn't. I just said chef. So anyway, again, y'all, I'm looking at the boards and trying to get the chair room to make sure it's just so much I'm going to need an assistant is what I need. But I appreciate that, sister. I really appreciate that. And like I said, we were blessed by both Chef Ernesto as well as Apostle Roxanne on last week. I, um, hopefully we'll be able to do some more things in the future. But I sent this to many of you via email or text, and uh, some of you, didn't get it at all. You just called the phone line. So this really is for you. I sent this out to everybody. Here's the title of the show tonight. Were whites called the father to rule for a season that's ending? Joel 2 and other scriptures were about Gentiles carrying out the father's word to destroy and afflict pain on Israelites and others. I'm going to say it again. Joel 2 and other scriptures were about Gentiles carrying out the Father's word to destroy and afflict pain on Israelites and others. Why folk dancing around when they heard blow the trumpet in Zion and Joel 2, I don't know. This was a time of great pain by wicked nations from the north countries. Tonight, with the help of the Father, we reveal how powerful elite so-called whites are those people today. One more time. This was a time of great pain by wicked nations from the north. Tonight, with the help of the Father, we reveal how powerful elite so-called whites are those people today. Furthermore, we will share, not only did the Father call this people from the North, Europe, his army, but has made it possible for their success to oppress in all areas. In other words, the Most High alone has ordained captivity at the hand as promised throughout the Scriptures on his chosen people if they were rebellious, thus hindering other nations that's watching them. In other words, when Israel was disobedient, they misrepresented the Father. His name is what he cared about more than anything. They misrepresented his name. This means so-called whites can never be devils, but mere men, wicked men, used by the Father's wrath. Judgment coming to those from the north is only because... Like others, they took it too far, as the scriptures also spoke of. One more time. Judgment coming to those from the north is only because 
they, like others, took it too far, as scriptures also spoke of. Folks, you can't get no more scripture than what I just said. The Father, many times when his people erred from him in heart, turned to another nation and beat his own people down, allowed them to be, I should say, instead of beat down, just allowed them to be oppressed. Israel lost wars. Israel lost thousands of soldiers in wars because of their rebellion. They didn't obey those prophets that the Father put to be his mouthpiece. I'm telling you, folks, they suffered. So, tonight, we're going to talk about this and much more. Again, this nation from the north, these, this, these nations from the north. Still, young, before I get into this, because um, we got to get into it. What do you think of what you've heard so far? I mean, really and truly, what do you think? A nation from the north, nations from the north. I remember Jeremiah 1 talks about the Father calling all of the families. Jeremiah one fifteen, where he says, I will call all of the families of the north now to Jerusalem. Please, I love your your quick little comment on that. And then we're going to uh, back up and talk about hit a few other things, and then we'll really get into this deep. We're going to ease into this, everybody. Okay, so yes, definitely the scripture says that, and I do, be- I do believe that. I believe that the Father did do exactly what He said He would do. He would use those nations to come down, to bring that chastisement, to bring that pain, to bring captivity, as He said He would do uh, for Israel. And um, the beautiful thing is that you know it, it served its purpose. It, it worked the will of the Father in the nation. And it's we're coming to the end of that time, which is wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, the Father, you know, he has a plan, and he always executes his plan. And uh, when looking back, our nation has to recognize it's only because of this disobedience of our forefathers. All of this is because our forefathers would not. They would not. Amen. So the Father had to bring a strong way to cause us to do you know to do the will of his pleasure which is to have a nation that will bring glory and praise to his holy name in the earth and and be a strong nation and assigned to all the other nations so this is where we're at you know and it's a powerful thing that we're here at the end of all of that but looking back we can get a better understanding of why and so yeah I I believe that the father executed his plan properly and and excellently as he said he would do. Wow, wow. And I know it's hard. It's going to be hard for a lot of believers. I know it was hard for me when I first heard Sister Eliana that the Father would do that. But if you remember, it's not the Father doing it. It's Israel doing it. The Father said these things won't happen to you if you obey. See, people don't understand. Sometimes we look at these curses, 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 and we don't understand what we were, who we were, how important we were to the planet. And see, sometimes because we're just so swimming in low self-esteem, many of us just can't, we just can't hear good things about us as a people because we've heard so many bad things so many years. That's why I tell people, slow this down a little bit. You got to talk about why we're going through. I mean, you got to talk about how great we had it, how great we had it, 
how great we had it. We talking about the, the Elohim of the universe, the God of the universe was with us in person. Not what we can see, but I mean, but again, a cloud by day, fire by night. I mean, folks, come on, he rained down, man, he fed them like a like you feed a baby almost. He was with this people, and not to mention those prophets was no joke. They was first class. I mean, these people were the mouthpiece of the Most High. My goodness, you can't get no better than those prophets and the miracles. These things, these things, I'm telling you, literally terrified. Like the Bible says, many nations was terrified of them because they heard so much about this Elohim, this God. I mean, people was afraid of them before they even went to war. They were just terrified. They heard of the miracles. There was there was the wars where they was miraculous, miraculously won. But then these prophets was no joke. The miracles. Camping with the sun. The, the, you mean the sun standing still? I mean, we're talking about some serious miracles. Axe head floating. I mean, prophets commanding people to die and they died. We're talking about leprosy. People turn white. That'll scare the H-E-L-L out of you. You're sitting up there brown as I don't know what. And then somebody speaks a curse over you and you turn white. Oh, my goodness. No, this was a very scary people. They was a powerful people. They died was second to none. I mean, nobody was more beautiful than them. The Bible talks about how beautiful this nation was. I mean, folks, I don't think people understand the power of this Israelite. I, I mean, every day you got people still talking about them. Thousands of years later, every Sunday, they're talking about the Israelites, the Israelites, the Israelites, the Israelites, the Israelites. The Israelites. And that's why people love those, those people over in Israel, because they think they are the true Jews. <laughs> Folks, let me just do this real quick, because I know me, I'm going to get all excited. I told you I'm going to ease into this. But let me just really briefly, Sister Eliana, if you don't mind, go over what the show is and what it is not to gain the aim of the show, the goal of the show tonight. There is a lot of there's a there's a lot of our brothers and sisters that's having a hard time to see Elia Eliana loving their white brothers and sisters. They really want to. But according to erroneous teaching, when they see them and they see all the things they do, they say these people are evil. They're not like us. They're not like us, Seth. I don't care what you say. The things they do, and I will agree to some degree that the things they do is a, is far different than a lot of people. But again, when the Most High say He's gonna break you down as a people, think about this: if He's gonna break down Israel with all these prophets and all these, all of this power they got, how do you think He's supposed to do it? Of course. He's going to cause them to tell lies, the presses to tell lies to them. Of course he's going to beat their name out of them. Of course he's going to take them. He's got a, these people from the north job was to break down Israelites. They was a no-name. The Bible says I will provoke you to jealousy. It's the first, the second scripture for tonight. The Bible says to the Israelites, the father is speaking to them. And he says to them, when he began to tell them, 
when everything was good, he gave them chance after chance after chance to see Eliana. He says, I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a people. One more time. I will provoke you to jealousy by those who are not a people. Now, what does that mean? Are they not humans? Some people try to preach that. That is not what Scripture was saying. He didn't mean they weren't human. He just means they aren't an ancient people. Again, like I said last week, like I said last week, Sister Eliana, if you think we're messed up in, the, in, in terms of don't know who we are, try asking a white person where they're from. I mean, they they pull it. They try to pull that over on you. Uh, I'm from Irish. I'm Ireland. I'm, they'll try that. Just keep asking questions. Well, where's Irish from? Keep on. Go a little further. You're gonna go to a weird look because they don't know. The original the original people all over the planet were not people. Were not white skinned people. That's not true. No, no, no weather is going to make you that white to where you, you, it, 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 the sun destroys you. It don't take from you. It's just if you're brown, it'll just, you just get lighter. You know, you may end up tan, you know, because of the, the melanin and all of that. But to be blonde hair, blue eyes to where you can't look at the sun, I don't believe that the weather does it. If that was the case, there would be albinos all over the world. That's not true. Albinos come from dark-skinned people. The sun making you light is a whole other conversation, but it don't make you white. We're talking about the origin of white skin. So, actually, we're not talking about that, but I just want to hit that really quickly. So, listen. The scripture talks about, I will provoke you to jealousy by those that are not a people. Again, what does the scripture mean? That's my question for many of you. Maybe y'all can press one to come online and, and answer that question. Again, I will provoke you, Israel, to jealousy by those who are not a people. Again, I think that scripture means, I submit to you that scripture means in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 32 and 21, I submit to you that it means those that have no ancient roots, ancient ties. They're not a part of that Genesis 10. They're migrants from Africa, from various tribes. One called Africa back then, but migrants from the south, from various tribes. That's who those people are, and I can prove it because when albino mixed today over and over and over, they can no longer produce dark skin. There goes your white race right there. That That is, is science. But anyway, many of you have hard times loving these people. Your brothers and sisters, you have a hard time. You're looking at them, and it just seems like they just inherently evil. And if you like to listen to the show tonight, you know it to be true. Don't even try that. You know it to be true. Again, the show is about love, but I mean, we're talking about facts tonight. So if you look at who who does what around the world, oftentimes it's the face of a white person. And we have to ask ourselves a very hard question, Sister Eliana. Why? How does these people... Nine percent of the world population. This argument is it nine? Is it is it ten percent? The United Nations says eight percent. But anyway, how does nine percent of the world control ninety one percent? There's greedy Indian people. There's evil Indian people. There's evil Africans. Come on, yes, there is. There's all types of wicked. Everybody, why, how 
is this little bitty group of people able to kill a whole planet full of people? Why didn't they do? Why didn't they fight as men have men have been doing since the beginning of time? Israel was a mighty warring nation. How? 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 How does two or three Sicilian guys with a, with with guns go and grab? 500 Africans, 1,000 uh, you know, Africans to put them on a ship. I mean, I mean, come on. Nobody can, I mean, I'm sure they forgot the gun and walked away. And I mean, it's all kind of ways I can think of them getting away. How? How? There is a scripture. Again, you just, I just gave you Deuteronomy 32 and 21. And so CLM, I'll bring you here in a little bit. Just, I just got to lay this quick little foundation. There's a scripture that says, and I want everybody to turn to this one. It says, let me see if I can get it here. I want everybody to turn to this scripture. This is a weird, weird scripture. I shouldn't say weird, but Isaiah 51 and 23 says, but I will put it into the hand of those who afflict you, who have said to you, lie down, that we may walk over on you. And you have laid back as the ground, as the street, for those who walk on it. Let me read that again. Make sure we got the King James Version here, because I, I like to always read from that. One more time, Isaiah 51 and 23. This troubles me, or did trouble me. No longer does it trouble me, but it used to trouble me, the Scripture. Because if I was in the New Testament, I would not, I would not give you the spirit of fear. Listen to the Scripture under the Old Covenant, what he said in, again, Isaiah 51 23. But I will put it in into the hand of them that afflict thee, which have said to thy soul, bow down, that we may go over. And thou hast laid thy body as the ground and as the street to them that went over. But the Father talks about how he will put that in us, that that, that would happen. But he goes on to talk about how that when he goes to judge this nation, the reverse is going to happen. So remember, whenever we go through different things with this, people from the north, in the end, they're going to suffer the very same thing. Now, what the, somebody might say, well, why would the Father do that? If he put it in them to oppress us, why is he going to rebuke them? Or why is he going to chastise them? Or why is he going to destroy them? Because in the scripture, it also will, uh, hopefully we'll get around to those scriptures, it also talks about how, Sister Eliana, the, that the people that rule over us would take it too far. Again, they would take the oppression that the Father has ordained for us too far. But things like our women being taken, the Father ordained that. Us not having our own and they ruling over us, the Father ordained that. Us being scattered, taken away. Oh my, this was a hard one right here. When we was taken out of the land, all of those common places we knew of the temple, all of those wonderful things, there was a lot of crime when that happened. Scattered us to to, to foreigners and, and Gentiles. We, we were scattered to the four corners. That was probably one of the most painful things that was ordained. It was supposed to happen. Some people got killed in the process because they tried to probably tried to fight back, but it was ordained. It was ordained. I know that sounds crazy, but it was ordained. 
And, and again, I want to remind everybody tonight, don't look at the father cockeyed. Look at our foreparents cockeyed because, again, they was Israel. They were the most high's firstborn. He didn't do this. Again, Amos 3 and 2, another verse, chapter and verse for you to write down, Amos 3 and 2, of all the nations of the earth, you have I known. Therefore, I will punish you for all your transgression. Want to flip to another scripture here, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. I mention this every single show because this is a pivotal scripture. This is a pivotal scripture in understanding all of this. Moses is speaking to Israel on the mountain. I think it was Horeb. And he's telling them everything that would befall them if they obey. Because it's not just about cursing, cursing, cursing. If they obey, this is weird. Watch this. If they obey, he will allow them to rule over all the nations of the earth. It sounds unfair. But if they obey, they will literally rule the earth. And why shouldn't they if the most highest is priority in their life? Because they're going to do right by the people. Yes, Israel will rule all nations. But he said, if you disobey, all nations will rule over you or walk over on you, basically. So, Deuteronomy, verse 28, of 28 uh, chapter 28, verse 46 says, and I'll quote it. I'll try to quote this verbatim as best I can here. I can't turn to all the scriptures, but, I mean, I quote this so much, I'm sure y'all have turned. But it says, and they, speaking of the blessings or the curses, and they, speaking of the blessings or the curses, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, and a wonder is going to bring identity through the sign, and wonder is always going to give God glory. You're gonna, it's gonna, people are going to wonder, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. And upon thy seed forever. 2018, 2019, 2020, whenever you listen to this broadcast, is included in this. Now, I must say in 2019, we will have served the 400 years, and we look for a major shift in, 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 in changing of the guards as well as a remnant actually being placed back in that land. We believe it, folks. So listen. What's Brother Seth saying tonight? Again, really briefly before I bring this to Eliana, because I want to love to know what she have to say in, 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 in sharing, uh, revealing to us tonight, and 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 I'll and I'm going to also be doing the same thing, revealing to the listeners tonight how those people, so-called white people, are nothing more than fulfilling scripture as being that nation from the north. So, uh, again. Deuteronomy 28 and, 46, 28 and verse 46 talks about Israel going to go through these things forever. So when you read the Bible and y'all seeing all these ancient stories, all of these ancient, just anything that Israel go through as a people, and you're looking at the Bible, so they ain't talking about us, they ain't talking about us. That happened a long time ago. Have nothing to do with us in 2018 or 2019 or 2020. Folks, listen. Moses said that Israel, everything about them, be it their priests, their prophets, their women, their young people, and those that rule over them. All of this is to repeat. Whatever Israel went through in ancient time, I can show you them going through it today. We're just repeating over and over and over again. Now, having said that, a lot of you, uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because y'all should know it by now, but we got some new listeners. I'm seeing some Ericos I ain't seen ever on this phone line. So I don't know who that is, so i got to say what I'm saying. Folks, listen. 
if you obey the Father and your and your household, if you say, as the prophet said, as for me and my house, we shall serve the Most High, and you really do that, your heart is right towards him, th- these curses will not come near thy dwelling where it relates to individuals. But we're talking about your nation. Tonight is about a nation. It's not so much individual as it is a nation which is a bunch of individuals collectively, but your nation you will mourn for. Many of us live this life and live great and live a good life and we're blessed, but we mourn for our cousins, our uncles, our aunts because they're part of a nation. We're talking about a nation and what Israel is going to go through. And also with regards to whites and other people listening tonight, uh, remember when we, when, we, when we talk about the oppressors, uh, again, this is to everybody, everybody listening. When we talk about whites, uh, again, some little white person live next door. I can't say that they, you know, we're talking about the powerful whites that pull the, 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 the string. We're talking about the Nebuchadnezzars of our day uh, that are wreaking havoc on our people. These are the people that I believe is going to get a lot of the backlash. Now, I do think a lot of so-called white America, because they benefit from some of this wickedness, is going to get uh, uh, there's a backlash coming for, for them as well. I, I mean that because a lot of uh, white brothers and sisters benefit greatly wealth given to them by this wicked system and and, and, and they don't they don't speak out and so there is judgment for that so don't think y'all are going to get away with that but again if you're obeying the father and seeking him and you're a white brother and sister tonight i don't believe that's going to come to your dwelling your your individually but you may mourn for your nation when this judgment happens so what the show is, what it is not, it is a time to address those young people that have issues with white America. They have a hard time forgiving them. We're going to present some things tonight, give you some tools tonight where you'll see truly they are not the people you need to be concerned about. You need to be concerned about getting your house in order and encouraging your brothers and sisters in this nation to turn to him and giving them also the good news that we have served 400 years and there's going to be a changing of the guard. Also, you can talk to our white brothers and sisters if you feel led of the spirit, the spirit leads you and let them know they need to not feel cocky about their position. They need to not think that they're just evil because a lot of our white brothers and sisters just feel like, hey, we just can't do right. We're just evil people. No, no, that's not true. What's behind your success as you look back over the last hundred years? Don't get too proudful. There was something behind you. It was about a father and his people. You was a pawn in the game. You was played. Not in a negative way, but you was. You was used. Those slaves had to get scattered some kind of way. The father used your ships. Don't you take the credit for it. Be careful taking the credit for it, white America. Be careful taking the credit for it, thinking you, your your people is, is, is somebody, and y'all powerful, and y'all just invincible. In the great eagle, come on, quit tripping. You were no-name people. Your descendants, just like our descendants, are from Africa, except you don't have a lineage. Neo-European is not linked to any lineage. They're, 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 they're little spurts of all types of tribes. That's why you can't answer the question either, who are you? So, and I don't mean in a, uh, a nasty way, I'm just saying... Somebody needs to get off their high horse and somebody needs to get up off the ground crawling. Tonight, we're setting it straight. White people 
Y'all get far too much glory for having oppressed and did all these things to us, and it's not true. The most high is behind this. Where you did do some things on your own, you'll be judged for that. Had you not took it too far, you would not, I don't believe, be judged for it because you didn't. You did exactly what the Father told you to do. But because your forefathers took it too far, a lot of the, 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 the backlash, a lot of the judgment is coming upon America. You are, it's going gonna, it's gonna to touch your household. It's already happening, folks. You don't need me saying that. So this is just some of the things we're going to follow. To, we're going to be talking about tonight. Sister Eliana, I want to st- start off with asking you a serious question, allow you to just take as much time as you need. What is your proof that scriptures like Jeremiah 1 and, and, and even Nebuchadnezzar and, and, and just when the Father talks about my servant, Nebuchadnezzar, my servant, these various wicked people, how would you explain that to a layman listening? Why would the Father use these people? And did he use these wicked kings to bring his people down? Can you kind of share some scriptures or kind of give some insight on that? Some people just having a hard time with the Father using a wicked king to do anything. Please. Well, you have to remember in the earth who has the supreme authority and power over all the earth, and that is God. And the scripture says the Father creates the day of of the the wicked for the day of evil. The Father He creates good, He creates evil, He creates night, He creates darkness. Everything has a purpose in in His kingdom. So the father can do whatever he chooses to do. And for Israel, because Israel didn't recognize the real sovereignty of their of their king and their the, the Yah who had brought them out. I mean they saw the miracles, but they were also they also had their eyes on the days, on their days, modern nations that were prosperous, they were wealthy, they were glamorous. And, you know, Israel was living, you know, pretty, they were living very well. They were, they had, you know, they each had their own land. They had their own possessions. But they didn't understand that that was what real freedom is. And just like today, in today's world, most people don't understand, you know, that little is actually better. Having everything paid off is better than having payments. When you can sleep at night, we don't have to worry about losing a job to make that payment so you can keep your lifestyle. That's, Amen. That's not a worry. But when you already have everything and you don't have to worry about, you know, where you have to, you know, if do I have, do I have to go to that job in order to make my payment on my rent or my my vehicle or or whatever it is, I'll, I'm going to lose it. We're just a paycheck away a lot of times from things. And so Israel didn't understand that, you know, the Father had given them what all these other nations really were looking for, they had that freedom. They had, they had, that fa- they, they had their families. They had love. They had abundance of grain and bread and, you know, the water was good. You know, they had, they had what they needed. But the nations looked like they were doing better because they were, there was glamour there, but there was also oppression there were um, they had kings and the kings were cruel. The the individual people did not have uh, the right to own anything, but Israel was looking from the outside, looking in instead of understanding the Most High had already given them 
all those things that a man truly desires to possess. So So true. After walking with this great king of the universe in the earth and looking at all these powerful nations around you, you know, Israel desired that. And so after they continued to rebel, the father says, I got I got a people for you. Y'all had never seen them. They live up in the north. They're barbaric. Wow. You know, and, and to, to, to understand the people in the north at that time, these people wouldn't even bathe. They would live, they would sleep and, and, and have sex and everything. Their underwear wouldn't even change those clothing. And then they would eat lice out of each other's hair. They, they're really barbaric people. And they really weren't even really organized, but they were hunters. They knew how to hunt together like a pack, like a wolf pack. And so the father said, I got, I got a people that you guys haven't seen, because you don't understand. All the other nations around Israel had some sense of culture, and they had some sense of, um, uh, you know, some sense of dignity about themselves, but not these people in the north. They didn't have that. They were wild, they were untamed, they were aggressive, but they were they were not super organized as a nation. They, it was never even in their mind to go and see what was beyond the north until the father said, I'm going to whistle to them, I'm going to call them, I'm going to put something in them to desire. And, and what did they do? They didn't even desire the land. They didn't even want anything. They, didn't, they came and just, just tore up everything. They had no desire to be like the Israelites or the nations around them. They just came and destroyed everything. You know, they just came and they destroyed everything. And so it kind of reminds you of this little cartoon that's going around right now. It's called The Crudes, and it talks, you know, you see these people, and obviously they're depicting Europeans. And the little girl's like a dog, and she barks, and the grandmother is like, you know, a lizard or something, and they're wild, you know. And But they, you know, take care of their own. What's the name of the cartoon? It's called The Crudes. Crudes. I'm out of the and loop. Like people, and it's really you got to see it, but it's depicting it's depicting like an ancient European lifestyle. These people live, and and they, you know, they whoever put out this cartoon is widely accepted. So, you know, it must have wow. something to to the people who are who love it. But the point I'm trying to make is what we the, what we understand. We always get a version of that's always being rewritten for us of of the glory of, of 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 the North of the European, and they always retell their story and try to make it more and more glamorous and more and more glamorous. But if you notice in all these stories, it only begins in the 14th century, most of the time, or the 12th century. But they can't go; they they don't tell you what was beyond that, because what was beyond that was barbarism. It was it was it was wild. It was animalistic. It was untamed. And so Israel didn't know that. That's true. That's good. I'm going to use this nation because I want to teach you a lesson. And I'm going to organize these people. I'm going to whistle for them. I'm going to organize them. I'm going to put it in the spirit to conquer you. And Sister Eliana, 10 seconds. When she said I'm going to whistle for them, that literally is a scripture. Do a search on the word H-I-S, as the Bible says several times, I will hiss to the nations of the north. I will hiss. Hey, you. Go ahead. 
that's what exactly what he did. He said, you know, they didn't know what it was, but they thought it was a, a spark, you know. They thought it was themselves. They didn't even know the Most High. And that's why the scripture says, yeah, they came, they did the bidding of the Most High. They were that fearsome uh, um, army, but they thought it was themselves. They thought, you know, like, you know how they show all their cartoons, the guy's like kind of a brute brute beast, He and then a rock falls on his head and he gets an idea. <laughs> this is how they depict themselves. You know, it's not how Israel has depicted them. This is how they depict themselves. They show themselves as being a very barbaric people. As a matter of fact, the British people pride themselves on being descendants of what they call the Neanderthal. And if we understand the Neanderthal was this really big, brutish, almost animalistic, ape-like type of a subhuman, and they they pride themselves on on, on saying that they are descendants of this, as are their stories of them coming from apes. So they, they pride themselves not on being a people created, by the wisdom, majesty, and authority and, 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 and super design of the Most High, but as a people evolving out of an animalistic nature and getting a rock dropped on their head to have light and to become enlightened, we don't see ourselves as people that come from that. But they see themselves as people that come from that. So, you know, again, there must be some truth in it. We don't really know how these people of the North really came into existence fully. Because a lot of things were happening on the earth after the days of the flood, before the days of the flood, and after the days of the flood. But the Father sees everything. The Father says the eye of the Most High is in every place beholding the evil and the good. So the father saw them, understood what was going on, said, this is perfect for my hard-headed children, for my hard-headed nation. I'm going to use these people. My, my, my servants, my, my descendants, or my, uh, my nation is going to be, when I, I can say that when our, I can suspect or speculate that when our ancestors first saw this nation, Coming upon them, it was two things. It was fear and it was awe, awe and wonder. It's like, can you believe this? I'm, are you kidding me in a sense? Not, case people, in point, Sister Eliana, case in point, just to back you up, case in point, uh, PBS, I think it was, one of those learning channels, did a special on uh, Papua New Guinea, seeing, because, you know, some parts of Papua New Guinea is uninhabited by anybody other than them. And they showed these cameras going in and seeing white people for the very first time. Folks, I called Lydia and Josiah, my daughter and son, in the room to, to let them see this. But when they would see these white people for the first time, they you should have saw it. The first initial response were to go kill them. They they was terrified. And their other Papua New Guineans have to warn them and beg them, don't, don't, no, 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 they're friends, they're our friends, they're our friends. And they they were like they was far away from them. Then they would look close, and they would grab the, they would grab their weapons again. But they say no, 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 no. And they say they get a little close and say no, no, no. It took them a while before they accepted them. Now that was very a normal, natural uh, response. Go ahead, sister. Exactly, because when you you know when you're living in a world where everybody see all around in that whole region of what we now call the Middle East and Egypt and Africa and all that, everybody, as Seth was saying, 
you know, everybody in the world in that time was dark-skinned. And so when you see these people coming and they're acting animalistic and they're aggressive, I mean, they knew that there were beasts of the field. They knew that there, uh, Israel and all the nations around knew about wild animals. They knew about apes and they knew about gorillas and monkeys and they knew about these animals. They knew about bears and, you know, all of that. So they, they were very knowledgeable of their world. When you see a human being come walking like that, and acting wild, and you don't know what it is, and and it has none of your characteristics, it's kind of frightening. And then, you know, they're coming, and, and some of them are riding horses, and, and you don't know if it's together. You know, the whole thing is one beast, you know, a horse man or what. You don't know what it is because they didn't see that. that now, now or, Israel had horses, and the nations around them had horses. But, again, these people were orderly. They... They were dressed in fine clothes and array. If you read in the story, in the in the, in the books of of Israel, you, they talk about the jewels, the gold, the fine clothing of the king, how the nations were dressed. Nebuchadnezzar, all of these these other nations, they you know they dressed like we dress today. You know, a lot of times we love to dress. That's what, that's in our nature. It's in our character. But think about it. When you look at black people going to church, they dress up. I mean, dress. To the nines, but if you go into a modern day church where whites, you will feel like you're going to a picnic or a ball game. They have no, they don't have that sense of reverence for the father in the same way to come in goodly apparel before the king. They don't see him as in that way that we see him. So their style of dress is very casual. You know, they'll even come in shorts and maybe even a tank top or a, a, a swimming suit with a, maybe a short pants now, on. Now, let me with, ask you something, Sally. You say they don't see him that way. Could it be they do see the father properly, but they just, this is how they express it? I don't know if I would say that I don't they don't see the father like we see him. I mean, in other words, there's two people that love their, their, their son or their daughter the same way. They're going to express it different. One of them is going to be bringing home all types of little whatnots, and the other one, love them just the same. That's what I've, I'm gonna, I've worshipped with a lot of so-called white brothers and sisters, and I can't say that their heart hasn't sometimes been better than mine. But no, how I'm they express talking, it, go ahead. I'm just talking about the understanding. There's the, the scripture says we should have a fear, uh, our godly fear or reverence for the Father. You know, when we when someone is up speaking, we we reverence that. We we understand that there's a real spiritual protocol because remember, salvation comes from Israel. The whole order of worshiping the Father comes from Israel. But a lot of times, they they don't have that same sense about them in in terms of the order. So maybe they don't see him in the same light or his his true. Uh, deity or his true holiness in the in the way that we see it, and so the the point is that I'm making is there's a difference. There's a difference. All the nations have a glory, but a lot of the other nations, like the Chinese, they have a different way of of, of respect and reverence. They do a lot of kneeling, bowing. They they understand protocol differently. Um, to me, it seems as if a lot of times the white nations are always, it's like they're just discovering the earth. It's like everything is new 
around them. They got to go dig in the dirt. They got to go dig in people's graves to go and and dig up the bones and and find things in order to understand that this nation really exists. They don't believe you. They don't take your word for it that, yeah, this was a great nation. It was. They got to go dig in the dirt and dig around and, and, and dig up stuff in order to then verify it on their own and say, yes, it is true. They just don't take your word for it, whereas other nations, will, you can go to a, another country. They'll tell you about the history of their nation, about their kings, about the greatness. They might show you some monuments and some sites, and we'll go away, and many other people will go away feeling like, wow, that was a great nation. But they don't believe it until they get their hands in the dirt, until they find a bone, until they find an artifact, until they find uh, something from a long time ago. Then they got to test it and carbon date it, and then they got to verify it. They got to, you know, with their science, they have to prove the existence of whatever it has been. And so that's a difference. That's understanding. So they're not going to really believe the most high. That's why they're trying to get out in space. They're trying to go find him to see if there really is a deity out there for real. You know, they're not taking him on the same face value and believing the scripture. The scripture says, you know, blessed uh, are those that have not seen and do believe. Uh, a lot of times this as a nation of people, maybe not individuals, going back to what you said about the curses, maybe not individually, do the, the, the are there people in the community of whites that don't have that proper respect for the father? But truly, as a nation, they don't have it. They trust in their themselves. They trust in their their money. They trust in their science. They do not have the same faith based root as a nation of people that we have, and they operate differently. And they don't have that same fear of the Most High. That we have. If they did, they would be behaving differently in the earth. But as a nation of well, people, let me just nation, interject here. Let me just interject. You go. You can run with it, but let me just interject every once. In a while. I mean, you know, here, which I know you don't mind. I would. Again, we're talking about a nation of people. Everybody. I don't want anybody email me and text me and saying, oh, you say, we're not talking about all the whites. We understand that. We've not. We're very intelligent. We're talking about the powers that be, those in power, and the uh, I'm going to say a lot of it, just the nation. There's there's certain things we as so-called African Americans do as a nation. Pretty much a lot of us do it. But there's always an exception to the rule, to anything. So I would like... And Sister Eliana can speak for herself, and it's okay if we disagree. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I, I, my experience had been with going to to church with whites is they're more educated than a lot of our people in terms of textbook. They take that education and they oppress people more. I've seen when when blacks have the same education for whatever reason. They're evil too, and remember, no sin is no better than bigger than bigger than the next. But I've noticed a pattern, and I think it's because, Cecilia, we want to get back to this because if God is behind it, the Most High is behind them. They're gonna have to do something to break us down. They can't just be nice little peasy people, as we would still be. We would not have even be turned to the Father at all. They've got to be. Turned inside out as a people, caveman, not just 
all of those things you you were saying, and I'm so glad you're going there. I didn't quite know why, why you was going, but I think I, you have to lay that foundation. I want you to finish. But, folks, the Father called these people to break down an order, a powerful order of people that, 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 that we was polluting his order. So he had to break us down. So he's going to have to bring some real folk that don't think like nobody on the planet. I want to, after Sister Eliana comes to a pause, only after she comes to a pause, I want, I want to play something for y'all. This is just someone reading Joel 2. And I want you to think about this nation that they're talking about. And you tell me, who does it sound like? It says there's not been people like this ever, and there won't be people like this for a long, long time, which we came a long, long time. I think they're talking about us, our, our time frame. But it says there's not been a people like this. Before them, it's like the Garden of Eden. After they leave, it's going to be like a wilderness. They run on the city. That's what that song is talking about, Blow the Trumpet in Zion. It's talking about these people. When you listen to that that chapter, when it's saying, Blow the trumpet, warn my people, tell them to start praying, crying for mercy, because I'm about to bring a people upon them that's going to beat them down. Cry for mercy, Israel, because I'm about to do this to you. When you hear how they won't break rank with each other, they're going to work together. You're going to say, there's, there's nobody, nobody, no people, no history have you ever heard of a people like this, and this is why we submit to you tonight that our so-called white brothers and sisters, especially those in power, are fulfilling the shoes of he that coming from the north, or a wicked nation coming from the north, or another scripture said, we are coming from the north, coming from the north, coming from the north. And before I turn it back on Siciliana, she's going to run a little bit more, I'm going to let her do it. Remember this, look at a globe. Where's all the wealth at? I don't know why it is, but the north part of the globe is where all the wealth is at. bottom part of the globe is always where the poverty is at. When you go to cities, oftentimes, more than, more than most of the time, the wealth is in the north part of the city. It's something about the north, and guess what Satan said as regarding his address. Y'all didn't know that Satan actually gives his address. <laughs> Sister you know where I'm going with this real quick? Yes, Did you know I the do. The, the In your Bible, saints, Satan himself talks about he is going to reside in the sides of the north. That's right. I kid you not. Satan yes. said I, he's going to reside in the sides of of the north. You can find that in Isaiah 14 and 12 and 13. Folks, I'm not kidding you. Satan said it. He so is going to reside. He actually, let me just read the scripture just really quickly. I'm just going to read the scripture. Isaiah speaking. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregations in the sides of the north. I will, one more time, I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. Folks, anyway, 
I don't want to take too much of your time, Cecilia, but I just got had to say, now in a minute we're going to come with scriptures talk about how the scripture talks about how the Father would use nations from the north to beat down his people. And remember Deuteronomy 28, our foundational scripture. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, Israel is going to repeat, going to repeat, going to repeat. So if Israel is repeating, who is Israel today? And who is the people from the north beating up on Israel? If those people over in, over in Israel right now is Jews, when did the people come from the north and beat up on them? No, they are the people. They're occupying that land as a punishment. Go ahead, sister. Yeah, so now that brings me to something else as we're talking about this. Um, so we have to also remember going back into Genesis in the very, very, very beginning when Adam and, and Eve had the dominion given unto them and they were in the garden, we have to remember that one of the things that happened in that garden to, was that uh, the serpent, it was spoken of the serpent that he would have seed and that his seed would then bruise the seed of the woman. So we have to, we can't discount because I, I don't subscribe the same way you do about the origin of white people and white skin. I, I do believe that there is leprosy, and that is and that uh, that you know turns the skin white if you're a dark person, and even if you're a white person, it makes you even whiter. But um, what I've seen in black leprosy is that their hair is yellow, their eyes might have a pinkish tint, they might be lighter, but their skin is different. And their hair is different. And what I what I see is a different breed. There's something else. And I don't believe that all the whites are just uh, from blacks in from you know uh, and and with um, leprosy or uh, albinos. I believe that there's another there's another mixture. The scripture talks about it. And I believe that we're seeing a people that have come by design, and they're being empowered by their father. They're more obedient to their father and his design than Israel was to their father and his design. Excuse me. So I think that what we're looking at is a twofold thing. Yes, we have to understand there's things going on, but there's other things going on on the earth. And I think we're in a time where we're looking at the seed of the serpent as well as what the Father has already said, and, and these might be the same people. When the Father said, I'm going to whistle to them from the north, because if Satan said he's going to ascend to the north or he's going to build his, you know, he's going to sit uh, in, on the, above the congregations in the side of the north, then these could be his people. These could be his children. And the Father says, okay, because like he told Cain, if you do well, you'll be accepted. So that meant that even... The Most High has control of everything living and breathing that would have come through the seed of the woman, of which the serpent seed came through the seed of the woman as well. The Father would then have dominion over all things. All, let, let me all. Let, let me say this to Elion before we get into something where we both disagree and can't come to a because we both vehemently agree that. God, the Most High, used nations from the north to beat down Israel in the scriptures. It's all throughout the scriptures very clear. And a lot of people don't know that. So if you're about to start talking about whites being something different, see, here's what I don't want. 
if we present white people as inherently evil, that's why I draw the line. Because if they're inherently evil, inherently, inherently evil, then you probably should hate them. I want you to hear me very clearly. If somebody is bonafide devil, can't be savage, straight from Satan, you can hate them. The reason we're not supposed to hate is because the Father said, I made good and evil. He didn't say, I made... Satan chose evil. People think Satan is evil. He's maybe consumed with it, but he chose evil. He didn't make evil. He was Lucifer before. He was all right. Everything was good. He chose something the Father put before him. So if you're about to say that there's this people, there's Satan birth, and they just inherently evil, I don't want to go that long with well, you. No, no, not not this you show. You did not let okay, me Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, because I know we, I cause what I, I want to do, and I, I promise you, I promise you got the, I promise you, you got the floor. I promise you. I'm just doing something but, else. I'm listening to the background. But I got to say this. Sister, I want to make it very crystal clear. I want us, our, our assignment tonight, if you don't mind, is to put our scripture where people can see that the Father really did use other nations to beat his people down from the north, from the north. So many times they say from the north, exactly from the north, from the north, from the north. And that's why, hold on, hold on a second. That's why people are tuning in because I put that out there and they want to say, well, I don't understand that. So I just want to be true that I know you have a lot of keen knowledge on that. Now, the other, we can do a session on leprosy, and you can talk about that, because just, just out of respect for Sister Eliana, everybody, we have kind of talked about that out the air, and you have to hear what she's saying. I don't know about it. I don't necessarily believe it, but it's very interesting, and we will do a show on that. But tonight I just want to focus on the scriptures talking about this nation coming from the north and how white, so-called white people today is wearing that like Cinderella. And we need to understand not to hate these people because it's the father behind them. I want to nail this down that it is the father behind these people where these white folks going to be thinking they I got all this power, and, and so does black folk looking at them. You follow me? I do, but we also have to be truth, and then here we have to understand something. The Father is behind Satan. He's behind Satan. He's allowing him. He allows him, absolutely. He loses him. You're right. You're right, absolutely. He's letting him do what he's doing. He could have shut him down way before the beginning. So it doesn't – So to, to but and, and the point I was making is not to say that someone is inherently evil. I never even mentioned the word evil in the fact that they could be the seed of the serpent. The, the point is it's the father who is allowing for his whatever his purposes, which are greater than our understanding and will always be greater than what we personally feel, believe, or know. He has all knowledge, all wisdom, and all power, and whatever he allows on the earth is working for a good that only he really truly understands. We don't understand that. But what I, what I submit is that the earth, what we understand on the earth is much, much, much more complex than a simple 
that's the answer for all. It's not because the earth is complex and there are many things going on at the same time. And like I teach, it's like an onion. There are many layers to this thing of the kingdom. Many things are going on simultaneously, and, and, and the Father is aware of all of them, but the Father is still in control, and he's allowing it because he's trying to work a purpose out for his, for his namesake and for his glory and to redeem all the souls. Because the scripture says, he says all souls are his. doesn't matter what their origin whether they're the seed of the serpent or the seed of the man or the woman, all souls belong to the Father. And just as he gave as he gave Cain an option, he also gave that to Adam and Eve. He gave them options. He gives everyone options. He gave the, he gave Satan options. And so we understand that the Father is fair and he's just through it all. And, again, he created everything. There wouldn't be no evil if he hadn't created it. We could say, why did he create the evil? Why did he allow it? Why did he allow Israel to be tempted? Why did he allow? Why did he allow? Why did he allow? We don't know why he allowed. Well, I want to submit this is what I got when I, when, I, when I asked that question a long time ago. I won't take no more than just a minute here to try to rush through this. But I found out this. If you don't have good and evil, the Father can't get glory, and he is very, his glory is very important. It's all throughout the scriptures. He does many things that it might be fulfilled. He he get glory, glory, glory. If evil, he even said evil is good for a season. Sin is good for a season. All these things are put before us, and when we are tempted and it looks good and it smells good and we choose him, he gets glory. If he didn't do that, if he didn't put before us this good-smelling evil or for good for a season sin, because it is good for a season. Nobody can't lie. I don't care what sin you name. It's good for a season. If we choose him instead of that and say, you know what, I know it's good for a season, but I'm going to go with the Father, he gets glory. I think this is why we're a man with different from angels. So I that's what I believe why he made evil. Go ahead, sister. Exactly. So what I'm saying is that you have a lot of people that don't even know the scriptures, and they are just living life on the natural, and they don't know why. So that's why I'm saying this, because people are listening from every walk of life and every type of background. And so they need to understand the Father is behind it all. Even with Israel, the whole fact, because we still we have a lot of Hebrews still waking up, and they just, like you said, they just want to hate the white man because it looks like, yes, he did all the oppression. But then we're telling them now, why? Because the father whistled from the, whistled to them from the countries. He gathered them, as, as I was explaining. These people were not even organized until the father whistled, brought them together, assembled them, created them, created them as an army for his own glory and told them that you go in there and you wipe out the good land, you destroy it, you do whatever you have to do, because this is how I'm going to get the attention, the loyalty, and the respect of my people. And just so y'all know, Sister Eliana is now uh, smoking on something. Zechariah 10.8 talks about him, um, I will whistle, I will hiss. Uh, Job, um, uh, Jeremiah 19 talks about hissing. Um, there's several scriptures in Jeremiah. Jeremiah is full of the Father talking about him hissing to this nation in the north. Hey, go oppress my people. 
in their to their soul. Now, not not a actual whistle they hear, but the calling. Uh, as Pope Urban say, uh, uh, back in the day when the Crusades, let us go down to Jerusalem and wrestle the hands from the from the from those wicked people. But go ahead, sister. Absolutely. So this is so the people have to understand because you have a lot of people that say, well, you know, I don't I don't believe in that or I don't you know I don't work with that or whatever. It really doesn't matter what you believe or work with because the Father. If he's destined you or I for whatever purpose, it doesn't matter what we believe or work with. Because when it's time, when when it's your appointed time, just like the scripture said is appointed uh, unto man once to die, nobody can escape their death, nor can they escape their birth. The very fact that you were birthed into this world, the Father has a purpose for your life. And when it's your time to answer whatever the call is, you're going to do it. Whatever the call is, you're going to do it. When the Father is, has a way of getting to every man or woman on the planet and visiting them. Now, a person may rebel against their call, but when they stand before the Father, they cannot say they did not know the call or the why or what the Father intended for them, because at some point the Father will, in his own good pleasure and time, reveal to that individual their destiny and what he intends for them so that no one can stand before him and be blameless and say they didn't know. So that's what I'm talking about. Let me me just say this, Cisco, just so we go back and forth. I'm letting you run with the most, but I do want to get in here every once in a while. And uh, you're doing a good job, a great job, and we're just going to do this back and forth. But I'm going to let you do I promise you, you will talk far more tonight if any other time. But let me just say this really quickly. The reason why I'm so bent on the leprosy theory, we're not going to get off on the leprosy. Again, folks, people are tuning in to hear scriptures on how the Father used a nation from the north to chastise his nation. They have a hard time believing that, and they very fascinated by this whole thing. Is it truly that it always comes from the north? It always comes from the north, from the north. Yes, it, it is true. In the Bible, when the fathers speak, oftentimes the wicked people come from the north. I don't know what it is about the north, but it's the truth. This is why I'm so bent on the leprosy thing. It's very simple. I can make it happen right now with people. I can actually take you in a plane and uh, all the listeners and show you two albinos mixing and and if they're in India, they're going to have nose already like whites, hairs already like whites, or should I say whites have hair like them since India is older. But when these albinos with these Indian features, some people call them white features, smaller lips, more pointed nose, when they mix and keep mixing, keep mixing, their babies is so white, you cannot tell with your eye that they are white. I did a show on this. I had many pictures to back this up. You cannot tell with your eyeball. You will be thinking you're looking at a European. And this is my proof. This is why I've been preaching this, because I can actually go show. When you start talking about the seed of serpent, it gets complicated. There's no scripture. I mean, there's, there's scriptures we don't know. It's a lot of speculation. And that's what I try to do, Sister Ellen. I just try to stick with I may be. I may not know as. I may not be as broad, but that don't mean it's not accurate. I know how to produce a European among all dark-skinned nations. I can do it. Okay, that's well, then why I preach leprosy. Apocryphal books that do, that go a different way definitely point out that the mixing of the angelic 
and the earthly also produces. So that's I why understand. We have to revisit that. We, I, I follow you. You, you said so that before. We, we have to, to just see how that works. Like I said, it's, it's very complex. The earth is very, very complex. And what's happening on the earth is very complex. Not to get off point, but to make a point about the complexity. The scripture talks about, the father says, this time when he judges the earth, he, before when he did the flood, he said, I'll judge, I will, um, I will judge everything living that has the breath of life in its nostrils. So that was everything on the earth living at the time. That's what the flood took care of, nothing in the sea. But then the scripture says that this time when he judges the earth, he's going to judge all those that are on the earth, under the earth, and those that are in the sea. So we have to understand this is more this is much more complex than what we understand in our just our little right. So that's why we have to not just we have to be we are his servants and we're his children. Our ancestors knew more about what was going what was really going on, on the earth because when they went in to possess the land they knew what they were looking at. And what they were looking at we see on television, and we think it's fantasy TV, and they had to go kill it in order to take the land. So what I'm saying is we don't have enough information in our modern Christianity because it's only been a narrow base, and we can't just say that that's the only thing because there's a lot going on that the Father is dealing with on the earth at the same time. What he's trying to do is get Israel to be Israel and to understand their part in the in, in, in this whole scheme of things. But there's a lot going on on the earth that he's dealing with at the same time. So that's why I say it the way I say it, because I know that there's it's a multifaceted. We live on an earth that is not what we think, the way that they put it in pictures. National, Geogra- National Geographic does one thing. NASA gives us another picture, and it looks good. But what we're living on is an earth where a lot of a lot of things have happened. The Father knows about it, but he's still dealing with Israel. He's still dealing with a nation that can bring about his glory and bring order and dominion and authority back to this earth and to bring it under subjection. And that's why Israel has, has its role. We can't he can't afford to allow us to get away. He cannot afford to allow us to stop on our duties because we are the watchmen on the wall. We are those that hold the key that that uh, for what the Father is doing. And so well, we let me to- say this. Let me say this, sister. I, 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 you know, let me just say this. What, what I'm afraid of is this. What if you? Okay. Let's just say for for argument's sake, you tell the truth. But it's just out of the loop. Satan does have seed on the earth. That man right there was not born of flesh and blood. He was born of a woman and a, and a spirit that entered the woman. I mean, a, I mean, I don't know how, how it's going to come about. This is why I like to stay away from this. It's, we, it's too many things we do know for sure that we're not talking about. But let's just go ahead and entertain it for a second. Now you got a human being that's parched, that's a, mixed, a, a seed of Satan. Supposing he mixed with somebody that's a seed of Adam. Now what you got is mixed. So, okay, what do we do with that person? Now, they probably ain't going to be white if they mix with a black person, and let's say one person to see the Satan, the other person to see the Adam. Now you got a mixed person, they dark, you don't know what you're looking at. That's what I'm trying to say. There's too 
many scriptures. And I'm not trying to belittle what you're saying, because if you tell the truth and, and I just don't know, we really is in, is in trouble. We really, really, really is in trouble. We really, 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 really got a really real problem. What I try to do, Sister Eliana, and I promise you, I mean it with all my heart, you very well could be right. Folks listening on the phone line tonight, Sister Eliana could be right. There could be people walking around that's a seed of Satan. I have no idea what to say about that. So uh, one day she can just talk about just that. But I do know one thing for sure. There is a group of people that rule over us, and every doggone thing they do is in the Bible. Scripture talks about they're going to change time. They're changing the time. It literally says these people will change the time. They would not have regards to the young or the old. They literally is doing that. Say so they would scatter us out the four corners. They literally is doing that. Said so they would come from the north, and they literally came from the north. Said so they would fly as the eagle, and every, they really do fly as the eagle. When they're going on their job and they're doing their thing, they're up there with the real-life eagles in planes, going about all around the world in planes, planes of mostly white people, dominating, butchering enslaving the whole planet. They are flying as the eagle. When it says that they would come from the north and sleep with our women, the, the Israelites' women, they came and they slept with the slave women. No other people can boast that, but I, not, not, not that it's some great thing, but no other people can say that another nation came like millions of whites came and laid with millions of slaves in America. The scripture says that would happen. All right, there are people listening to us, and they're looking at these scriptures. They're saying, wow. That's these people. How do we get up and up on them? What, what am I going to do? Or they may say in the street vernacular, damn, what the hell is going on? As ministers of the gospel, I just want to give them an answer. I just want to let them know all this is happening, that it might be fulfilled. And like, Sister, hold on a second. I just want to get this out because we're going back and forth. I just It's just both of us. Sometimes I may talk a little bit more. I just want people to understand tonight. I want to nail something down if I don't nail anything. Now, if, this, if this show goes off and I had nailed this, I feel very bad because I put it out there, and that's why people are tuning in. They want to know, Seth, what do you mean? You lost it talking about the people from the north. The Bible don't say that. The Bible does say that. A people will come from the north and oppress Israel. So see, Eliana is submitting that the people are not just Adam's seed. I don't know. I just know that they come from the north, and they're fulfilling prophecy, and they need to know who we are and why they are doing the things we're doing. The most high is behind them being great. The most high is behind their technology. The most high is behind life. And like she said also, she said it quickly, but she was right when she talked about Satan. Satan, what happens is when the father sees this wicked nation, he says, well, I want to call you. They're already wicked. One like the people up in Europe with the angels, they was wicked too. They were throwing some things ungodly, but he called them to oppress his people. He don't favor them. It ain't like he's, they, he just called them their, his servant because he needs them to do something for him. He wanted, he's going to use them as a tool to do something. So for that reason, this confuses everybody in Joel, too. And I'm trying to get this uploaded, by the way, as Cecilia. When she takes over here, I'm going to keep trying. But I want you all to hear Joel, too. I promise if you don't do nothing else tonight, you all going to be like, oh, my goodness. That, that really is the Bible. You're going to see there's nobody that can live this out but those people in Europe. Our brothers and sisters, I believe that they have lost pigmentation. That's them. 
So if you're watching and listening tonight, of course this show is for you. For sure, for sure. Quit thinking you got all that power and y'all just super white people and y'all got everything together. Folks, you've been called to do what you're doing. The Father has equipped you. He's allowed you to get well. He's allowed you to come with technology. You don't know why those thoughts came to you. He turned you over to Satan in some ways, and Satan is behind a lot of your inventions. That's why everything y'all invent destroyed the planet. That's not the way God inventions does. You've been turned over to Satan. He's being, you, you being used, Satan is being used to discipline Israel. And like we've been preaching CLA now for the last, I don't know how long, this, this all has come to an end. Next year it's going to be 400 years, and the Bible talks about the 400 years Israel having to serve. And after that, the Father is going to have mercy on these people and bring out a remnant of them. A remnant of them. Not all of them, but a remnant of them is going to be spared because of their hearts being circumcised, or their hearts seeking after the Father. So, uh, Sister Ellen, I would love to know your thoughts on that, and I'm going to try to, while you're sharing that, I'm going to try, I don't know why I cannot get this to load up, but go ahead, Sister, and, and I'd love to know you what you have to say about that, and then we'll we'll try this again, folks. Okay. Okay, so what I, I would like to say, I, what I still submit is this. We have to follow the, the the scripture, and what I'm saying is completely not out of scripture. Because in the very beginning, when the father spoke to the serpent and he and the decree that he made about the serpent seed bruising the 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 the, the heel of the seed of the woman, the woman, and the, yeah. the woman seed bruising his head. So when they were expelled out of the garden. That wasn't just for that time. That serpent went somewhere, and so did his seed. And throughout the the, the time frame of man and throughout the existence of the earth, that serpent seed has been also multiplying. Now, a good example in modern day to help out our Christian understanding, since we're not taught this in the regular churches, we're not taught it. We don't, they don't touch anything that deals with too much truth or anything that makes people feel uncomfortable. So you have to go with what Yeshua himself said when he talked to the people. He said he told them, they said, we're the seed of Abraham. And he said, no, you're not. You're of your father, the devil. He told them that. If you were Abraham's seed, then you would know who I am. But you're not of Abraham, is what he told them. You're of the seed of the serpent. You're of the devil. The people were angry. But Yeshua called them out properly. He knew that they weren't Abraham's seed. He knew that. And these are the people that were what they were in the land living among the people as Jews. The Hebrews had been scattered. They had been out of the land. There were there were still a few tribes in the land. But these people were calling themselves the seed of Abraham and they were not. And Yeshua addressed it. He walked the earth. He well, wasn't just. He wasn't just, just saying that. Just because you're the you're of your father's the devil, I don't know that that would mean it's a genetic thing. I think he's more talking about a spiritual thing. But 
I hear you, sister. I do hear you loud and clear. I do hear you, and I think the people hear you. I do think that they're going to research it, and you probably should give them some, but just because the father said you are of your servant the devil, I don't know if that means genetically you are not Adam C., you come from some other line. I don't know that I buy that, but if you want to, I understand. I'm not belittling it. Listen, folks, let me just get this, this big elephant out of the room, okay? Sister Eliana and I don't always see eye to eye on everything. The most important thing is to be cordial, be respectful, and we are tonight. I vehemently disagree with her. And I can't even say I disagree. I take that back. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So I, all I do know is I can show you how to produce white people, and it's the real deal, and it's happened. And I can show you in history how people migrated from the Africa. It's, it's recorded going through the Caucasus Mountains. I don't know how many of them, but eventually, if they have enough of them go up there, you're going to have a Europe. So if somebody came there another way, another route, I just don't know, and, I'm, and it's okay if I don't know. So I just want to submit to what I do know uh, in a little bit, if we can, just kind of get on that a little bit. If you don't okay. mind, sister, I just I just want to give the people what they tune in for. I mean, I see a few people hung up. I don't know why. It may be that they had to go or whatever, but I want to just definitely answer the question about again. We talked about Joel too. We talked that we um, Nebuchadnezzar was called my servant. He was a wicked king, but he was called my servant because the father used him to bruise the heads of the Israelites to bring them into captivity, to bring them into submission. That's just what he does to when people are rebellious. And then Joel 2 talks about it. Then Jeremiah talks about it. So parts of the scripture with the Father. So why Brother Seth is so bent on going this direction? Again, I just don't want to... White supremacy is out of control, Sister Eliana. A lot of our people, they don't they don't want to serve white people. They don't want to idolize white people. They don't want to be a white supremacist, but you can't help it if that's all you know. you got to unlearn it. You can't create some spirit leave you and now you're no longer white supremacist. If all you know in your head is what you've been told, that they're superior, things started with them, they're super powerful, people still got asking the question. I'm sure, now, folks, again, if you listen to this uh, topic, this hot topic tonight, and y'all have questions, just press one, come on, and comment. It's not a problem. Uh, Cecilia, I will let you allow, I'll, I'll even let, if y'all have questions or anything Cecilia is saying, I will allow you to talk to her about it. it. I just want to do what the people want. I'm thinking that's what y'all want, but maybe y'all want to talk about what she's saying. But uh, I just put it out there, and I just I want to stay true. That's what I try to do. But what I like to do now, I think I got finally Joel too. I want to um, pull up this clip on Joel too, and I want y'all to hear this, and then let me know, uh, or 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 I would love to know from the listening audience what you think of what we just played. So, Sister Eliana, you mind me taking a quick little break and us playing Joel too, where we can where people can hear what the Father say is going to happen to Israelites. Sure. Only thing I would say about this clip, please listen for when he says. Uh, these people are coming up on the land and talks about how wicked they are. Then later on, they start talking about and the tongues. Uh, Acts 2, when it talks about, it says, and then the Father pulled out his spirit upon, he's going he to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And of course, it's talking about the Holy Spirit. And that's what throws people off. But listen when he, when he says his family and friends. Please listen to what I'm about to say. He said, these people that are coming right now, Back when the book of Acts happened, because he's going to start talking about the tongues. He's going to start talking about the Spirit being poured out. But listen to when he says this. There has not been a people like this, nor will there be a people like this for many generations. 
We are many generations from them. One more time. He's talking about the people that are coming up on this land. And he talks about this is when the Spirit, the Father is going to pour out the Spirit upon all men. And everybody always quote that and talk about that. Was the, was them talking about the, y'all broke me. I'm just trying to rush to this and not pronouncing my words correctly here. But a lot of ministers have said over the years that, this is where the book of Acts is spoken of when it talks about uh, the Father pouring out his spirit upon all flesh and everyone speaking tongues. Of course, he don't mention tongues. He's talking about his pouring out his spirit. So, whether or not that's the book of Acts, that's debatable. But I want everybody to focus on when the gentleman says, there will not be another people like this for many generations. We are many generations from when that time he was discussing. And we have got to be the people he's talking about. Oh, and I say we, those from the north, our white brothers and sisters in power, have got to be this people. you got to hear it. Folks, there's no other people they could be talking about. There's no other people. So we'll be right back. Check this out, folks. This is going to scare some of y'all. Some of you be encouraged, though. Again, it breaks the back of white supremacy. White people cannot boast that they're doing all these things by themselves. The Most High is behind them, allowing Satan to have his way with them to fulfill a certain end for his people. Check this out. the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and of thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong. There hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations." A fire devoureth before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Yea, and nothing shall escape them. The appearance of them is as the appearance of horses, and as horsemen. So shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains shall they leap. Like the noise of a flame of fire that devoureth the stubble, as a strong people set in battle array. Before their faces the people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. They shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. And they shall march every one on his ways. And they shall not break their ranks. Neither shall one thrust another. They shall walk every one in his path. And when they fall upon the sword, they shall not be wounded. They shall run to and fro in the city. They shall run upon the wall. They shall climb up upon the houses. They shall enter in at the windows like a thief. 
the earth shall quake before them, the heaven shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining, and the Lord shall utter his voice before his army, for his camp is very great, for he is strong that executeth his word, for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? Therefore also now, saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent, and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord your God? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, Call a solemn assembly, gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children, and those that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth of his chamber, and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar, and let them say, Spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach, that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, Where is their God? Then will the Lord be jealous for his land, and pity his people. Yea, the Lord will answer and say unto his people, Behold, I will send you corn and wine and oil, and ye shall be satisfied therewith. And I will be, and I will no more make you a reproach among the heathen, but I will remove far off from you the northern army, and will drive him into a land barren and desolate, with his face toward the east sea, and his hinder part towards the utmost sea. And his stink shall come up, and his ill savor shall come up, because he hath done great things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pasture of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain, and the latter rain in the first month. And the floors shall be full of wheat, and the fat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locusts hath eaten, the cankerworm and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty, and be satisfied, and praise the name of the Lord your God, that hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed, and ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old men shall dream dreams, your young men shall see visions, and also upon the servants and upon the handmaids. In those days will I pour out my Spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens, and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass, that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. As the Lord hath said, 
and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Powerful, powerful, powerful. I know what some of y'all think. Oh, brother said that's ancient mumbo-jumbo. That don't have nothing to do with 2018. Really? The scripture says again in Deuteronomy 28, and, uh, and there's other parts where Israel is just going to repeat. When Moses was on the mountain talking to Israel, he told them the things that was going to happen. Don't y'all know some of them people die like the next year? When he says, if you disobey slave ships, is going to come, for instance, verse 68, uh, Deuteronomy 28, verse 68. How did slave ships come for those when they was out in the wilderness and they died right away? They didn't see no slave ships. Deuteronomy 29 speaks of, hope y'all write down these scriptures, that this is not just for you, but many, even that are afar off. We are those people that are afar off. Again, if you and your house is obeying the Father, doing what you're supposed to do, these blessings, these curses, the scripture talks about, Psalms 91, in the scriptures for nothing, it's talking about, this will not come near thy dwelling. I want y'all to think about this for a second. Let's just imagine some people marching. Let me put a little, a little marching music on here. Think about this now. Here come these people from the north. For whatever reason, we're coming to see you in a quick little second. Here come these people. And, uh, from the Most High. They're literally sent by the Most High. As a judgment, if the Father was going to break down the most powerful nation on the earth, brothers and sisters, he had to send somebody more powerful you heard Eliana break down the state of the Europeans at the time, back in the day, before the Moors got a hold of them and educated them and reminded them. I believe they were from Africa, from the south. The Moors taught them. That's that's history right there. But they needed something a lot stronger with the Moors gave them. They need the favor of the Most High to break down Israelites. I mean, these people of God are, are the most highest people, y'all's people. How are you going to break down them? Their diet was second to none. Their practices. They was a civilized, leading nation. How are you going to break them down? Just busting them upside here, they ain't going to do it. I know Roots and how they beat, the, beat Toby into submission, but the Israelites, it was not going to be that easy. They had to have been a wicked nation, a strong. They had to get them something strong, and that was, I believe, the doctrine of white supremacy. But how are you going to preach a doctrine of white supremacy when you're not even known? So you first got to destroy the libraries, get rid of the truth wherever you find it. All the artifacts the most the people look at and learn from, you had to disfigure artifacts, burn them. And these people went from one side of the planet to the other, burning, disfiguring statues, burning, burning, burning libraries, destroying, changing history. Because that's the only way you're going to beat Israel down is you got to take away the knowledge of their God. 
So when I hear about how wicked the white man was, this is the Eliana one saying this, but I'm just saying when I hear different brothers and sisters talk about how wicked the white man was, how wicked the white man is, he almost had to be to break down Israel. Couldn't no choir break down the nation of Israel. So this is why I, when I hear different things, it's almost uncomprehendable, hard to believe about these people, so-called people from the north. I mean, I shouldn't say so-called people. So-called whites. The so-called is the white part because there's no. They, that's a new phrase. That that was only since 1680. So we got to call them something else. You can't call them no no British or no uh, Spaniard because those names are new too. Who are these people? Anyway, let's go back to the phone lines and bring on Sister Eliana. Okay, Sister Eliana, you're back. And uh, what did you think of Joel 2? My goodness, what did you think of that? Sister Eliana? Hold on a second. She dropped. Okay, let's get her back on. Okay, now you're back on. All right, Sister Eliana, I just played Joel 2. What did you think of that? I mean, nobody else can live there. Did you hear what he said? He was talking about a wicked nation back in that day, but he said there would never be another people like this for many generations, and we are definitely many generations later. What do you think? You know, I just think the Father is is good at working his plan. He knows what he's doing. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. All right. I'm so sorry. I just I, muted um, myself when y'all want to hear the noise, but go ahead. I'm, I'm definitely listening. <laughs> okay. Again, so you know, Joel, that, too, it, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, the father, you know, he, he's very, you know, when he does something, he's very specific. He knows, he knows, you know, how he's going to execute it. And a lot of times, you know, even when the, when they were expecting the Messiah, it didn't come the way that people thought, you know, even though it happened, the way he prophesied it, a virgin shall give birth, and uh, and he would come. But when he came, when the Messiah was was here, people didn't really re- recognize him immediately as being the Messiah because they thought he was coming to do one thing, and he was coming to do something else spiritual. They was coming. They were looking for him to do something in the natural. So the father, when he does a thing, it's you know we there could be a time of confusion because he doesn't understand. I mean, the people don't understand. That's true. I just, I just, it, it, it just really, 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 every time I read that, every time I hear it, I'm like, how can people, and this is why I have, I'm so hard on the, on the churches, because I know the church is powerful. It's the most powerful institution in the world, always have been, always will be. But I have, since the other, I heard a little noise in the background, I don't know if you need to meet me, but this is why I have such issues with our brothers and sisters that that are, that are that are teaching the scriptures. How can you look at Joel two and not know something is up? Something is up with who we say we are and who we really are. Something is up with these people from the north. Again, they are our brothers and sisters. I believe. I believe they were just called. Before, if, if, for those of you who think we're just dogging out white people, some some crazy like that, which I don't think so. Remember, before it was so-called Europeans, it was various other nations that did the exact same thing. 
Remember that, folks. Remember that. And they was always from the north. Israel is supposed to repeat over and over again as a nation. Again, if you and your house, I have to keep saying this, Sister Eliana, bear with my repetition. If you and your house obey the Father, I have seen it. You know you have seen it. Blessings after blessings after blessings after miracles after miracles, gifts of the Spirit, all types of things will the Father do for us. Psalms 91 is so true. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide in the shadow of the Almighty. This is the Scriptures. We can't erase that. That don't go away just because we're Israel and, we, and our nation is operating under these curses. Let me just say it like this. The most powerful person ever, to ever walk this earth was the Messiah. If he could not salvage the nation of Israel, I mean, he did in a sense, but I mean, when he left, they were still in bondage. He even cried. We don't know how many times the Messiah cried. We know of at least one case, but he cried because of the state of his people. Then that mean you're going to cry for you're the state of our people. It don't mean you have to go through a lot of these things that we see our brothers and sisters go through. It don't have to come to your dwelling. The Father said if you pray in faith, believe, and you shall receive. If you agree on a thing and you really believe and agree that these things will be done. If you lay hands on a sick clergy, it says, is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. Let them pray in faith, believing. If they do that, the Father will raise them up. That's what your Bible says. Folks, the problem is we don't believe the Bible. I know there's times I'm talking like I got it all together. I really don't. There are, I have my moments when I doubt. I have my moments when I do believe. Yes, I wouldn't even be where I'm at right now. I would have given up a long time ago. So all I'm saying tonight, I played that little clip of Sister Eliana of Joel to, to let people know that there is a people that have done the same thing that is happening to us today. It's not nothing new. And the Father was behind it, him getting people, the people from the north, that is, access to Satan and Satan access to them, and they're pulling off certain things. So when you look in the eyes of those people that burn up those blacks on the trees in New Orleans and the strange fruit, as they sung about, uh, hanging from the trees, black bodies, okay, that was those people full of, I don't think the father, I don't think that that was part of our cursing, by the way, the whole lynching thing, but I'm just saying those people, I shouldn't have used that because that's, that's one of those times they took it too far and they're going to be cursed for that, and that's, that's what's going to curse America, things like lynching. That's not a part of the cursing. But it does talk about you not having access to your body. You're not having control over your body. It does, that, that is one of the things that I believe that the Scripture does say. You know, like our women was taken from us and, and so forth. So anyway, brothers and sisters, tonight, tonight, uh, with Sister Eliana Badia on the line, I'm Brother Seth. Again, you've been listening to Five Smooth Stone Network, and we're, just, we're swinging, swinging, swinging at this topic tonight where White's call of the Father to rule for a season that's ending shortly. That's what's going on tonight, and I think she is doing, she, Sister Eliana, is doing a good job um, breaking this down, and we just continue to break it down. Um, again, press one on phone lines if you have any questions. One thing I did forget to, to mention is if you 
want to hear any more shows, if you wanted to hear last week's show or any of the previous shows, remember you can Google the phrase Five Smooth Stones Blog Talk Radio and get over 370 shows where we talk about things like this and been doing it for a very long time. So, see, Eliana, uh, go ahead and uh, if you could, anything you have to submit to the people with regards to biblical proof that the Father have would turn to a nation from the north or did turn to a nation from the north to bring his children into a repentance heart and that he indeed does do that and he did indeed does speak of a nation from the north. Uh, are you able to share that right now? I know you had something going on there a little bit a minute ago. Are you able to share that? Um, very briefly because I do have something going on. <laughs> um, so I, like I said before at the beginning, uh, and the reason why I went through my line, my line of thinking about these people from the north because the the way I understand the father to work is everything he says he does. So if he did speak to, if he if he if these people are uh, partly, I will say, of the seed of the serpent, and the father is now using them because we find nowhere else in scripture where there is a direct mention to the seed. But if this is the time where he's using them and he did use them to be a part of that, uh, then it would understand why there would be the cruelty that happened. And then the father also has a plan, and he used that plan to be the chastisement for Israel because the scripture says, whom the Lord loves, he chastises. And that's that's how we have to look at this whole big picture of why we went through it. And it's hard for us to understand this kind of oppression of our nation and we're still being oppressed because we, it doesn't seem like love to us. That doesn't seem like love. All the things that our nation experienced as a nation, all the hardship, the bloodshed, the, you know, the death, everything that we've been through. It doesn't seem like love, but the father says whom the father loves, he chastises as a father in, who, in the son in whom he delights. And it's for our correction because when he made that promise to David that his seed would sit on the throne or David would sit on the throne and his descendants would rule forever, he meant that. That was an everlasting promise that he meant to keep. He said if he could alter it, if he could alter the moon and the and the sun, he would alter that covenant with the moon and the sun, but he hasn't altered it because he intends to keep the promise. And this was the way the father saw fit to take a situation. You know, like um, the, what the scripture says, there's a scripture that says, uh, the, the devil meant it for evil, but God turned it around for the good. So how do we not know that the seed of the serpent wasn't something that God turned around for the good pleasure of his own will? Then you well, Sister Eliana, let, let, let me say this because you quote you quoted the apocrypha, right? Where did the apocrypha do they go to to research that? Where did the, the apocrypha go to research what? Yeah, like like uh, uh, we just want to give them scriptures where they can go and research Satan's seed in the apocrypha. Oh no! In the in the beginning. In the in Genesis, we talk, it talks about Satan's seed. In Genesis, in the book of Genesis, what I said was there is nowhere else in Scripture that we hear about the the serpent seed and this bruising. All the rest of the commentary found in the Scripture, the Bible that we hold to be the canon, 
the 66 bucks. Well, well, let's do this. Since you you kind of still been on talking about this, and it's okay. So let me just kind of talk to you about this, okay? Because I've learned the truth can be proven all kind of ways. And if you own some truth, we'll know. It's just, I mean, it does talk about the seed of the serpent moving ahead. I understand that. I understand it. I understand it. I understand it. What I'm saying is, it doesn't follow it up. The Bible we read, it it doesn't follow it up anywhere. We hear about it. Like the book of Jude mentions things that we don't hear about. Well, hold on, Sister Eliana, for time's sake, for time's sake. This is what I want to, to say to you. If the scripture doesn't follow it up, then we don't know. If we don't know, okay, well, the, hold on, hold on, let me get to that. Go ahead. Okay. Well, it's, what, how about you finish? Because you start, this is, this is the direction that you want to go, and you finish it. What I need to do is do my own show and, 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 and bring out the other the tr- deeper truths. No, 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 listen, 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 No, listen, really, listen. no, really, because No, 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 really, no, no, please, please listen no. to me for a second. Please listen for a second. No, I mean, Sister for Eliana, show, you can do this next week. Hold on. You've done a good job improving it the way you want to present it for the people tonight. And every turn I'm taking, I'm being stopped. So go ahead. Well, let, let me let me just because people are listening, so let's just keep it all. Let me just it's share this with you because we still got a lot of time. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We still have a lot of time. We have still got a lot of time on this show. I could just let you run with this and not on something else. I mean, I don't care if it's true, and I just don't know. It's true, but when I say where is it found, hold on a second, hold on, Cecilia, hold hold on a second, hold on one second, please. I don't mind you talking about it the rest of the show. Everybody's listening. I'm not, we ain't in no green room. We're doing this all before the people. And this is good so they'll know that you and I are not peons. And we just, you know, since the other, I don't believe everything, but I say, but I said, but No, we disagree. And everybody's saying it's a good thing. Folks, I do not mind Sister Eliana talking about the future of the rest of the show. My beef is with this conversation is this. When I ask her for scriptural reasons, scriptural proof, she's saying there's not that much, in, and she's right. So here's my thing. If we got a lot of scriptures we haven't covered yet on the show that I advertise, and we haven't even tapped into them yet, and that's why people, if I'd have said seed of the serpent, maybe we have 1,500 times more many people, because I know that's controversial. We probably have more people. I don't know. We can do a show. We can do it next week if y'all, if y'all want to do it. Go ahead and press one. Let me look at the phone lines and make sure I ain't got no hands up. Uh, I think I do have a hand up, actually. So I'll come to you in a second. I'll see a hand up. We'll come to you. But what I'm trying to say is this, sister. I put out an advertisement for a show, and on my advertisement, it said Joel 2, chapter 2, and other scriptures were about getting... Hold on. Joel, chapter 2, and other scriptures were about Gentiles carrying out the Father's word to destroy and afflict and afflict pain on Israelite and others. I went on to talk about how that the Father uses people from the north, and people are saying, what? They tune in for that now. If we're going to be talking about something else... They may be, they may like it more, 
But you don't have to go and say, I'm going to do my own show. No, you can do this show. This is, I don't mind. I just want to be true to what I put out there. Next week, I'm going to put it out there if you want to. Next week, we'll put it out there. Hold on. Next week, we'll go to the the phone lines. Hold on a second. Next week. You're being true. We can put it out there. You are being true. Right. So next week yeah, we put it out there, and I'm then saying, guess what? Next week, next week we won't talk about this. We're talking about what is the seed of the serpent. I'm telling you, that show is going to be the bomb. People are going to listen. But I just don't want to disappoint those that tune in tonight. So let's do this. Let's go to the phone lines. We got a question at area code two zero nine six eight three. They may have a question about the seed of the serpent. If, that, if the if the call line want to talk about it. And, you know, hopefully this ain't, you know, I, I do think this is your sister, though, to be honest with you. That's probably a little tag teaming, but let's just see. Maybe not. Erica 209683, go ahead with your question or your comment. What city, and who am I speaking with, please? Erica 209683, go ahead with your question or your comment. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, I think that's. Uh, isn't that Sister Kaviva line six eight three? Do you know? Anyway, anyway, uh, if I'm gonna put you, your line is open. Just start talking if you if you you pop stuff with no, the phone. Actually, that was that was actually me. The six eight three is me, Deliana. Okay, you also on two zero nine two three three two. Yes, and what happened oh, is okay. I, like I, I I text you that I needed to do something, so I switched phones. I kept okay. it open so that if when I come back, I not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. Which one you want me to mute? Which one you want me to mute? Uh, we can stay on this one. Now uh, you can mute two three three. Mute two three three. Two three three. Okay. Again, folks, yeah. uh, I just want again our brothers and sisters that happens to be white or what this social construct, this fickle class that we use every day to understand something. When you when you're around your when you go out into your world, this is to everybody really, make sure we understand that so called white people do not do what they have done, did not do what they have done without the power of the most high. This is the, what the wrath of the Father looks like, plus a little bit of them adding along the way, which they're going to get in trouble for. But the Father told Israel before all of this happened, he, he through various prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Joel, what will happen to you if you disobey? How it will look? I know y'all think you're never going to leave Israel. I know you think you can always have these feast days that you pride yourself in. I know you think you can always have this glamorous temple that King Solomon built for you. I know you think you can always have these super wise priests. But I come to tell you one day, you're going to be scattered throughout a land you've never seen. And it's going to be a people you don't even know. Well, I thought we knew everybody. Nope, you don't know these people. Like Sister Eliana said at the beginning of the show, she described them to a T. And that is what happened. So now these people today 
have said in their hearts, aha, look what we have done. You know, good white, so-called good white people are saying, you know what, it's our fault. They, they, they got that paternalism spirit, some of them, not all of them. But some of them feel like, you know, I just want to help blacks because they do have it harder and we did all this to them. Yeah, you did and you didn't. You were used at the most high. And just like he used you to oppress us, the Bible talks about a time when he's going to pull back. Then, what do you think your power is going to go then? You'll be just like any other man, like Samson without his strength. Then you're going to know, oh my goodness. Ooh, what happened to us? Now, this is what is happening today as we speak in 2018. This is what's happening right now. Whites, so-called whites, is losing their homes. The browning of America. You can't rule without people. You're going to be a minority soon in 2045. You can't rule. I don't care what kind of strong mayor or what kind of government y'all try to have in each of these cities. I don't care if you have to give all the power to a mayor. I don't whatever you want to do. However you switch the redistricting to get the vote to, to make power whites more powerful, you're losing your grip because your end of rule is near. Not you per se. Not you the soul, but your rule has come to an end. Sister Eliana has been talking about the 2019 being 400 years. That was declared by the government of the U.S. So whites need to step off the horse and quit thinking they've done all this to us. So-called black people, Israelites, need to understand that whites don't have that kind of power. I know they look invincible. I know it. But you got to understand your Bible. It predicted all of this before all of this happened. I want to play another chapter. And Sister Eliana, this is not very long, and I would love to know what you have to say. And uh, hopefully you'll be done doing whatever you're doing and, and comment, because I would love to know what you have to say about Jeremiah 46. Folks, this right here is something to hear. So, but just want to say a few more things again. You listen, been listening to Five Smooth Songs Network. I am Brother Seth, and uh, we have said a lot of powerful. I'm sure it may have sounds very strange. This is a very strange show. Some of the things we've said, but go seek and seek them out and see if they be so. Including what Sister Eliana have said. I don't claim to know it all. Sister Eliana is a very learned person. She's traveled like I've traveled. She speaks various languages, and there's a good chance she probably is right. So anyway, let's see if we got this all queued up here, and uh, we can uh, see if this will come through. But I know one thing. What it did for me, uh, family and friends, when I found out this, it changed my life as far as how I see so-called white America. Um, I... Again, you can you can some some of y'all say I hate white people, you know, so I can never be no white supremacist. Uh, I can never I, I see them. I don't even you know whatever you have to say negative. But listen, number one, if you're a believer, we're commanded to love, and I don't mean no fake stuff. I mean some real true love. 
uh, preferring them over even your own self. We are required to do that, and not just to make it hard on us, to make it a burdensome, but to, to be very honest with you, um, they're not the ones you should have beef with, to be very honest. We should have beef with Israelites that chose year after year, year after year, to disobey the Most High. It's just that simple. That's the way I look at it, Sister Eliana. We, if we have issues with anybody, it should be our own people. Now, the little bit where whites, so-called whites, did take it too far, well, we can be upset about that, but that's not, we wouldn't even be in a situation if it if it, was, it wasn't for our uh, forefathers rebelling. So the lesson tonight and the show tonight is we should try our best to encourage our brothers and sisters in this nation to do as Second Chronicles 7, 14 says, uh, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, and then will I heal their land. One more time, if if my people, which are called by my name, and there's only one people, that's not everybody, that's not everybody, everybody is not called by his name. I don't know why all, the, all these people want to claim this. This is only talking to Israel. If my people, which are called by my name, there's only one people called by the name of the Most High, that's Israel. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves, number one, pray, number two, seek my face, Number three, turn from their wicked ways. Number four, then will I hear from heaven. Then. They have to do all of those things as a nation. This is not individually. This is not talking about your household. This is talking about collectively as a nation, all the households. If they would do that, then I would hear from heaven and heal their land. Well, it don't look like we're going to get that. We're not going to get this roughly 40 million people. And, again, we're just one of the lost tribes, I believe. But it doesn't look like all 40 million Sicilian is about to turn to him. So there's another scripture that talks about that after we serve uh, this Pharaoh for 400 years, that he will have mercy upon us and redeem us. Then there's another scripture that talks about when the heathen begin to boast and say, look what we've done, look there in our hands, that the Father will get jealous over those words that these leaders, not the little white person who lived next door to you, but these powerful leaders, just the movers and shakers of our town, when they begin to say, aha, they're in our hands, not God's hands, but our hands, the Father will get jealous for his people and resurrect a remnant. This is what we believe is happening. That is happening. Sister Eliana, any comments on that, please? Sister Eliana? Okay. Yeah. But anyway, folks. Anyway, folks, I want to share with y'all Jeremiah, just like he was blown away by uh, Joel, too, and you know there's no other people that can wear that slipper. I want y'all to hear what the Scripture has to say with regards to Jeremiah 46. Jeremiah 46. Uh, Folks, listen, at the end of the day, we wasn't there. And we only have these ancient writings to uh, to to go with. But I'll tell you one thing. When it's so clear as what I'm about to play, I just don't see how we can um, get it wrong. So I hope you are blessed by the things I'm about to share, if I can get this thing to work here. So here we go. This is Jeremiah chapter 46. Tell me, who, who lives this out? And it's also going to talk a little bit about Israel's restoration as well. Check this out, folks. 
chapter 46. The word of the Lord which came to Jeremiah the prophet against the Gentiles, against Egypt, against the army of Pharaoh Necho, king of Egypt, which was by the river Euphrates in Carchemish, which Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, smote in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah. Order ye the buckler and shield, and draw near to battle. Harness the horses, and get up, ye horsemen, and stand forth with your helmets. Furbish the spears, and put on the brigandines. Wherefore have I seen them dismayed, and turned away back? And their mighty ones are beaten down, and are fled apace, and look not back. For fear was round about, saith the Lord. Let not the swift flee away, nor the mighty man escape. They shall stumble and fall toward the north by the river Euphrates. Who is this that cometh up as a flood, whose waters are moved as the rivers? Egypt riseth up like a flood, and his waters are moved like the rivers. And he saith, I will go up, and will cover the earth. I will destroy the city and the inhabitants thereof. Come up, ye horses, and rage, ye chariots, and let the mighty men come forth, the Ethiopians and the Libyans that handle the shield, and the Lydians that handle and bend the bow. For this is the day of the Lord God of hosts, a day of vengeance, that he may avenge him of his adversaries. And the sword shall devour, and it shall be satiate, and made drunk with their blood. For the Lord of hosts hath a sacrifice in the north country by the river Euphrates. Go up into Gilead, and take balm, O virgin, the daughter of Egypt. In vain shalt thou use many medicines, for thou shalt not be cured. The nations have heard of thy shame, and thy cry hath filled the land. For the mighty man has stumbled against the mighty, and they are fallen both together. The word that the Lord spake to Jeremiah the prophet, how Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, should come and smite the land of Egypt. Declare ye in Egypt, and publish in Migdal, and publish in Noph, and in Tophanes. Say ye, Stand fast, and prepare thee, for the sword shall devour round about thee. Why are thy valiant men swept away? They stood not, because the Lord did drive them. He made many to fall, yea, one fell upon another. And they said, Arise, and let us go again to our own people, and to the land of our nativity, from the oppressing sword. They did cry there, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, is but a noise. He hath passed the time appointed. As I live, saith the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts, surely as Tabor is among the mountains, and as Carmel by the sea, so shall he come. O thou daughter dwelling in Egypt, furnish thyself to go into captivity, for Noph shall be waste, and desolate without an inhabitant. Egypt is like a very fair heifer, but destruction cometh, it cometh out of the north. Also her hired men are in the midst of her like fatted bullocks, for they also are turned back and are fled away together. They did not stand, because the day of their calamity was come upon them, and the time of their visitation. The voice thereof shall go like a serpent, for they shall march with an army, and come against her with axes as hewers of wood. They shall cut down her forest, saith the Lord, though it cannot be searched, because there are more than the grasshoppers, and are innumerable. The daughter of Egypt shall be confounded, she shall be delivered into the hand of the people of the north. The Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, saith, Behold, I will punish the multitude of No and Pharaoh, and Egypt, with their gods and their kings, even Pharaoh, and all them that trust in him. And I will deliver them into the hand of those that seek their lives, and into the hand of Nebuchadrezzar, king of Babylon, and into the hand of his servants. And afterward it shall be inhabited, as in the days of old, saith the Lord. But fear not thou, O my servant Jacob, and be not dismayed, O Israel. For behold, I will save thee from afar off, and thy seed from the land of their captivity. And Jacob shall return, and be in rest, and at ease, and none shall make him afraid. Fear thou not, O Jacob, my servant, saith the Lord. For I am with thee, for I will make a full end of all the nations whither I have driven thee, but I will not make a full end of thee, but correct thee in measure, yet will I not leave thee wholly unpunished.
Chapter 29. Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent. Okay, folks, and we're back. And we're back. And I want to say this. Uh, the gentleman read, of course, I always like to appreciate that that's available on uh, on um, YouTube where we can actually get someone reading the scriptures. But actually, Jeremiah 1 uh that was Jeremiah 46. Again, this is in the scriptures a lot about a nation coming from the north, a wicked nation coming from the north, the father using a whirlwind from the north, he that coming from the north. It's all throughout the scriptures. I counted one day over 20 passages where it talks about a nation coming from the north. We can't do it all and play it all. I just have to pick certain ones that I think is even clearer than others. But look, listen to Jeremiah 1 and 15. For lo, I will call all of the families, yes, he did say the word all, for lo, I will call all of the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord, and they shall come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entering of the gates of Jerusalem, and against all the walls thereof round about, and against all the cities of Judah. Verse 16, then he went on to say, and I will utter my judgments against them, touching all of their wickedness. In other words, I'm going to, get, I'm going to deal with them, with them for all their wickedness. Who have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods and worship the works of their own hand. And today that is what's happening. We're worship, worshiping things that we have made with our very own hands, cars that we made with our very own hands. And so, folks, tonight, we um just simply submitting to you tonight that our white brothers and sisters, they are definitely our brothers and sisters, they don't have the kind of power to oppress us like we give them, like they give themselves. And I'm going to say one more thing. I didn't say this enough tonight. I said it last show. But if you don't know these types of, I'm, I'm speaking specifically about how the Father is behind, was behind and is behind even to these final days, because it's definitely ending very soon, uh, the white domination we're talking about. If you don't know this and you think whites are doing all of this, are you aware that you are ascribing to white supremacy? You might not want to. You might not. You may hate that. You may fight that. You may. You may not like how that sounds. But if you don't know what's behind them and you think they're doing all these things, that is them being superior. I mean, so-called Africans ain't doing it to us. No other people is doing these kinds of things to us. So if they're able to do this to us and be successful in their oppression, that makes them superior to us. Obviously, we don't like what they're doing. If we can't overthrow them year after year after year after year after year, it does appear that they're smarter, wiser, craftier, wittier. Some of us so brainwashed, we even think they're more beautiful. So you can't help but to be a white supremacist if you don't know who they are, their true history, what's behind their success. Because we know the earth was a dark skin for a very long, long time with albinos, people missing pigmentation here and there. We know that. We know that. This is something we know. 
This is something we know, and they know. So if you can't explain how 9% of the world runs 91% of the world, you can't have by default but to be a white supremacist. And believe me, brothers and sisters, it is coming out in your behavior one way or the other. I don't care how much black power fish you throw in the air. I don't care how much kente cloth you wear. I don't care how many uh, thermal calls you have in your house. If you don't know who those people are and you are ascribing all of this success to them, this is where we get the philosophies like they're devils. They're this, they're that. They're something other than flesh and blood. Because we don't know who they are. This is why this is why there's a rising tide of Black America hating, literally hating white people, because they can't see the father behind them. That's why I want to do this show. One of the reasons is to dethrone the philosophy, the lie of white supremacy. This is why, folks. This is why. Sister Eliana Badia, are you there? Yes. Okay, you scared me. I got a little long delay there. Uh, can you comment on anything you heard or, or anything I've said? Uh, what's um, on your heart? Well, actually, I really, I don't, I really don't have a comment right now. I hate to say that, but I really, I don't have a comment right now. Okay. I enjoyed the scripture. I did enjoy the scriptural reading, but I, I don't have a comment at the point. Well, I just want to say this so we can kind of wrap the show up. Folks, listen. Again, um, I don't like I like the air to be clear. Sister Eliana, I probably offended you in saying what I said, but uh, I apologize if I did. I honestly, honestly, honestly meant no harm. You can. Everybody is hearing my words. You can come on next week. And, of course, since I don't know anything about it, of course, knowing me, I'm probably going to go to some research so I won't be totally ignorant. I will let you talk about the seed of the serpent all next week. But it's just not fair to people that are going to be getting this this show in the archive for the next two, three years. They're going to see this topic, and they're going to zero in. If we're talking about something other than that, I'm going to get talked about it. And I'd rather deal with you now than to deal with them later. So that is why I was trying my best to bring as many scriptures as we can. I thought you did that pretty good, uh, even though you mentioned that the other things. So uh, does it fit in what we're talking about? Is it related to the topic? Well, I think it has its place, but again, I just feel like I just want to be true to them, and, and please forgive me if I offended you. But folks, listen, like I just said, if you don't know these things, uh, that's what Cecilia and I, and I have been saying, uh, then you for sure, for sure, for sure is going to be out here misbehaving. When you, once you, we can't help but to be our beliefs. Okay, how much we don't even want to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about race and you don't want to talk about none of this stuff, except you're talking about, oh, my God, I want to talk about Okay, you don't talk about it, but if you don't know this kind of stuff and you're dealing with white Americans, better go live in a woods somewhere, but if you're dealing with white Americans, you don't know who they are and what's making them be successful as to the degree they are with regards to oppressing others, you're going to worship them. That's why we don't know why we're so impatient with each other. 
that's why we, we, we seem to get along better when we're around them. We, I, I tell people this, and it's going to sound really crazy, Cecilia, but I tell people this all the time. I tell people we are white people in mind. There's nothing wrong with being white people. I'm talking about our mindset, not our skin right now. But we're only taught one education system in America. Okay, we all read the same textbooks, go to college, we do the same stuff. We're, what are we learning any different than what white America is learning? We'll break a branch off when we get to be old and start reading little black things here and there. And if we read enough of that, we can regain our identity. I do believe that. But what I'm saying is white power is real. It's a lie, but it's a believed lie, and it's very powerful. If you don't have something to substitute these lies of civilization, how it started, what Africa is doing, how it's just not, you know, like one guy told me on a show I did, Cecilia, he said, Africa ain't done nothing but create little basic shit. That's his exact words, little basic. Well, if that's all you know and you don't know about not just dynasties back in the Egyptian day, but today what Africa's doing, if you don't know that, my brothers and sisters, you may, you are, it's, I don't know the word, word for it. You are a passive white supremacist. You just know some things about blacks. You know that, you know, you might feel comfortable living around so-called blacks. You're just like a white person that's got a lot of black friends, and they they, they politically correct in most areas, but they still got those hidden fears. Some whites, some whites are actually more pro-us than we are, and that is the truth. Again, it's a mindset. White supremacy is a mindset. Oh, my goodness. So, Brother Seth, tonight, my goal tonight, and I feel like we accomplished it. We came at you all kinds of ways. Eliana went on a deep history journey, scientific even. I hit the scriptures as much as we can. We played two different persons, reading two chapters. I don't think we've ever done it on the show. And we've just tried to let you see that the power behind so-called white people is not just them. I don't believe it. I don't ascribe to any teaching that put their wickedness on anything other than the Most High behind them. Even if it's Satan, the gift allowed. Even if it's Satan, he still was given access to them by the Most High to correct his people, to beat down his people Israel. And that is what we're submitting tonight, to break the backs of uh, arrogant whites and inferior thinking blacks looking too high up at whites. And so that's what the goal of the show was tonight. I feel like we accomplished it. I'm proud of what we did tonight. Every show ain't going to be super smooth. That's not even realistic. I don't even know what that is. You're going to have bumps in any good relationship. So Sister Eliana, did you want to come on next week and present uh, for two hours or plus the seed of the serpent? It is yours for the taking if you want it. Actually, no, I did not. Okay. I didn't All right. Well, yeah. listen, let me get your final words, and we're going to go ahead and wrap the show up. I do go to work after I leave here and tonight. It's very cold at the airport tonight, so I'm glad I'm kind of getting out a little early because uh, i got to put on extra clothing. I'm not out there all night, but the first hour I'm outside, and then we have to go into inside and process the freight, pretty much do the freight what I used to do with passengers at the ticket counter in the gate. So i got to head out to the airport here a little bit. Sister Eliana, we'll love your last words. And uh, just let me know um, um, 
just whatever's on your heart, sister. Go ahead and I'll let you give your final words, and then I'll come behind you and we'll wrap this up. All right. Well, I just want to say to all the listeners, thank you for listening, and, uh, you know, blessings, shalom, be at peace, and the Father is leading us on to our destination, and for that we give him praise. Amen. Amen, sister. And, again, I appreciate you, all the things you've do, done, and will do. I really, really appreciate those words as well. And I thought she did a great job. Celiana, go ahead and mute your line. And I thought she did a great job presenting what she did. I really did. And uh, I just hope that uh, this message tonight bring us closer together as a human family because truly, truly we are just that. And whites, I mean, I, I t- I'm telling y'all, I've heard so much stuff over the years about uh from, uh, and I'm being very specific now, uh, from a lot of my Facebook friends. All you got to do is just go on my Facebook. I done got into with arguments with so many people. They're looking for ways to hate white people, and they think white people are doing all this on their own, and they just evil. And, and so, listen, folks, if we start hating like a lot of my Facebook friends do, a lot of Egyptologists people do, y'all know it. it's like the more conscious we get, the more we think all of a sudden we can start hating. No, no, no. We work with whites. Some of y'all marry whites. Some of y'all go to church with whites. Some of y'all live with whites. Some of y'all supervise whites, or you're supervised by whites. We uh, uh, we, uh, we got whites that live with us. Some of y'all, uh, you know, have them as roommates. You know, you know. They're not superior. And our white brothers and sisters, you know, you're not superior. And y'all are wondering, how did we rule over them? How do we get blacks to do this? Y'all are just as spooked by this whole thing as we are. You don't know why. You just feel like we did it. We must be superior. And we don't know. We feel like you are superior. So this show, again, if you listen, if you do the homework, you go to those scriptures I gave you, you'll see that surely... The Most High was behind it. Had to have been. If whites are responsible for any of this on their own, they was able to to, to salvage all 91% of the world's population and kill over a whole planet full of people. Folks, they are superior. They are superior. They are superior. You need to quit lying to yourself. We need to bow down and worship them and serve them, you know, in every way we can. That we just don't have nothing for them. We just need to sort of quit playing around with our lives and just start, just, just do like some blacks have done and try to join the clan and talk about white power. I mean, I, I am so serious. It ain't even in a play with If they did this all in there on the most high, was a, saying, oh, don't do it. That means they're more, more, more powerful than the most high. So I would never, ever bow to knee. Never, ever bow to knee. Never, ever bow to knee to a mortal man and give him that kind of glory. I have in the past. Um, just not knowing, but not since I have found out the truth. I thank the Father for it. I thank the Father for it. Thank you for his love and his mercy and his kindness for bringing me out of that mindset. I didn't know I was a white supremacist. I didn't want to be a white supremacist. But uh, for sure, for sure, that's what I was. So I'm going to play a little song, and I think... I'm a, I, I started off with this song, and I know it's kind of odd that I do this, but listen again to this song. These people are jumping around praising the Father over this song that is totally, totally not a time to be dancing and shouting. But I, the way they're doing this song, they're actually 
dancing and shouting and praising the Father. Folks, that is so backwards. Actually, I'm going to play two songs. I'm going to play their songs, then I'm going to play a more fitting song. So one more time, Blow the Trumpet in Zion is not a time to be jumping around in your churches in Holland. This is a time that Israel was devastated by, again, initially, the people from the north. Horrible time for our people. Horrible time. And we're repeating it even to this day, but like Sister Eliana and I have been saying for a while now, this is the final. Check out this, and then I'll play one more song after this. Love every single one of y'all, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Blow the trumpet in Zion, Zion. Great is the army that carried out his work. 